Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. So, car 57 in this code 60. And I'm still trying to work out exactly A, what's happened in the code 60 and B, where it is on the circuit. The I think that's uh, going through Flansgarten. Um, yes, that would make sense. That, uh, first look. Um, the lane to driver's right, which is coned off, and a flatbed on the scene. Yeah, somebody uh, no doubt will confirm that, but I reckon that's at uh, Flansgarten, just coming down uh, the kilometre 17, just about. Um, well, we're still way, going down the go And this now... Mm, the fact that we're going downhill at such a rate of knots makes it look like bright shite to me. Yeah, there it is in the distance. Yeah, there's yeah, there's cool. uh, yep. uh, Exmuller and the lowest part of the circuit. Yeah, so they will be at uh, Metzgersfeld. Metzgersfeld. That would fit um, more in my mind. Now, let's just check what time certain clock has said lately. Apologies. I've got about uh, five or six different screens to peer at all at the same time here. Um... Good work. Uh, that was more of a compliment to you and I, I think, rather than work uh, being done down at uh, the lowest part of the circuit. Let's have a look. 131, the Ackerman, uh, Lukov, Nikov, and Valka Porsche. Vehicle in the middle of Metzgersfeld track. Uh, and on the ticker with two hours 22 to go. Yeah, that wasn't too far a, uh, ago, too long ago. And a car is being recovered then from the driver's, driver's right section of Metzgersfeld. And there's also a big Code 60 at Callanhart at the moment that's recently been extended due to barrier repair. I think that's all the same thing, Johnny, because Metzgersfeld leads into Callanhart, so uh, yeah. may well be that the uh, uh, that barrier repair or uh, recovery is taking place. Leaders go through, 12 laps now completed for the two of them. The Ferrari uh, has nothing at all over Hunter Abbott. Uh, well, it's half a second is the gap between them. They were nose to tail uh, as they went through. Uh, and then immediately behind that, actually it's not immediately behind, is it? It's 20 seconds behind that is Rudy Adams with the number 36 BMW. Uh, making ground behind that is the number 31 uh, need to work out we don't have information on the Fricadelli drivers uh, either Lance David Arnold or Felipe Laza um, is now just three seconds behind uh, Rudy Adams who's just made a pit stop that's why I was confused yes, so Rudy Adams in. number 36 into the pits um, now that is unscheduled because uh, he's only been out for six laps so it might not be unscheduled because uh, they do have different ways of doing this but an early pit stop for the number 36 BMW. Racing reporting that the number 31 pit stop, of which we've only had one, haven't we, so far? Yes. That's fine. So it was Lance David Arnold out and Felipe Laza in. I think you'd work that bit out. The 30 car came in nine minutes later. or Well, no, I don't know that for a fact, but the tweet was nine minutes later. Uh, and Alex Muller got out. Sabina Schmitz got in. So Sabina currently driving the number 30 car. Right, so that uh, was a driver change. The uh, screen, as I say, does tell us some drivers, and uh, Sabina not uh, um, telling us that she's at the wheel. So hooray, wave the flag for Sabina Schmitz. Um, and so uh, she is at the wheel of the fifth place car, number 30. Then 
Lucas having gone through and uh, that lap for her at 8 minutes 40 uh, compares to Vincent Kolb which is about 8 minutes 41 so uh, slightly faster than the car behind her just heading through the very fast right-hand kink now on the Grand Prix Strecker and heading to the Vidal chicane to, in a moment, turn left in the Avalanche-sponsored Fricadelli Racing Porsche in the red and white colours, head over the bridge and then onto Hatson back proper with a nice big crowd enjoying this third VLN race of the year. Two drivers right all the way along Hatson back that place uh, that area of the track is always more or less covered with tents and marquees to contribute to the festival atmosphere that you always get during the Nürburgring 24 hour uh, week really race week and then the 24 hours itself over Saturday and Sunday the 36 car on Yokohama tyres interestingly Yokohama advance and that car is back on the move now to head towards the end of the pit lane. Yeah, so that probably then I would suggest, Johnny, is just an earlier pit stop for that car, an earlier scheduled pit stop. Uh, however, the number 11, I didn't tell you about this before, um, or maybe you did and I wasn't paying sufficient attention, number 11, uh, the Ferrari that started the race on pole position, stopped on the formation lap, has come into the pits again on that lap. And again, that's a, a somewhat earlier pit stop than I would have expected. Five laps gone. Um, and it hasn't yet rejoined has it no so the number 11 the Gail Weiss sorry the Leonard Weiss uh, and um, Christian Menzel car losing places now I reckon the number 11 car still in the pits um, and now being uh, losing places as a result of other cars coming through so what started off as a great weekend for Vockenspiegel team Monchal. First two cars on the grid, front row of the grid. Uh, now with one car in the lead of the race, Ollie Kainz. Um, but um, with Georg Weiss still to drive that car, uh, they, have to, they have to put Georg in it because it's a premium class car. So they can't skip Georg in the driver rotation. Yes, good point. Uh, and my money, I think, for this, at this point would be on uh, Hunter Abbott. Still has uh, Jonathan Hershey to hand over to. Uh, and Hunter doing a great job now uh, at the wheel of the 35 Falcon Horse Motorsport BMW. The VT2 class, which is for production vehicles with a uh, capacity of between 1620cc, so 1.6 effectively, just slightly more than 1.6, and 2 litre, but with a turbocharger, and that's the T-bit in VT2. Uh, that class is led by the 507 Renault Megane RS of Yanis Voldau and Finn Unterroba Dorster, which is a cracking name. <laughs> I think I've said that vaguely correctly. And uh, 507 leads the VT2 division. Meanwhile, race leaders absolutely together again, having to negotiate the barrier repair at Brightshite and a little bit more, in fact, because it now covers, I reckon, the first bit of Bergwerk too. Uh, certainly Einfahrt, Brightscheid, and yeah, just before the right-hander at Bergwerk, I think the race leaders get back up to speed again, but it meant the top two had been completely condensed once more, 22 and 35 just a car length between them as they were tootling through that uh, speed restricted section and then they get back on the loud pedal again car number two meanwhile with nobody to play with at the moment, clear road in front which is probably good news for the number two car that was started by Steve Yance and Steve's been at the wheel we reckon for a couple of stints 
Although, is that another car that is showing us some erroneous information? No, I think the driver has changed in car number two. Yes, it has. So, taking the, uh, the Giga Speed, Get Speed uh, Porsche over is Christopher Gerhard from Steve Yance, who started that machine. And it qualified pretty well. Finished the first hour down in ninth position. And Marek Bockman, possibly, therefore, going to finish the, in that car for the final stint because Steve Yance did a, a double. Christopher Ger Gerhardt in for this third stint of the race. I think I'm right in saying that. It's the number two car stopped twice now. No, only once. So Gerhardt must have gone on board uh, in the last pit stop. We had Yance for the first bit of that stint. That's now been corrected. So Yance for the first, Gerhardt for the second, and that car is now on lap 13. So a handful more laps, and it will come in for its second visit to the pit lane. Still the uh, Ferrari number 11 not having uh, come back out of the pits following that pit stop. And uh, so that is uh, elevating everyone behind further up the order. And 101 and 103, 101 and 103 still first and second in the Cup 2 class. Uh, and they separated uh, now by 23 seconds. And we're getting to the stage where we have a, a limited number of cars on the lead lap. And uh, we'll say by the end of this one, I reckon we'll be sub-20 cars on the lead lap. So nothing between Ferrari 22 and BMW number 35, although we're getting word now that there's another problem for the 11 car. I think that's it's the same problem I was talking about. Maybe suspiciously, yeah, the same electrical the, uh, issue, perhaps. The, the number 11 car in the pits with a hydraulic problem. Um, that was the car that, uh, as I say, hadn't come out yet, ah. losing places, still in the pits. So it's uh, possibly a repeat of what happened on the opening, on the formation lap for the number 11 car. But uh, I don't think Leonard Weiss has actually uh, driven that car. Uh, Christian Menzel having started it, then bringing it in for a pit stop and... Uh, a problem then for the Ferrari. Another damaged BMW. This time it's the 681 M235 i Racing Cup car of Pittard and Lambert. And showing scars again of maybe some contact with a barrier. It looks like a very Fozzie Bear-shaped BMW, if you know what I mean, because Fozzie Bear came in with damage to the front left corner and 681 is actually choosing to continue in the race despite the damage. And 681 now has bearing down upon it the blue and black BMW. It is David Pittard, formerly of uh, things like the Ginetta G55 Super Cup in the UK, sharing with Alex Lambertz. Pittard and Lambertz are being caught by the treble six car, which is another Cup 5 BMW, as I say, in the dark blue and black colours. That's the ADAC North Rhine EV entered machine run by Team Scheidt and Honart Motorsport. Tobias Muller, Nico Otto and Lars Puika are chasing down the rather damaged BMW up ahead. Pit stop for the second place car. The number 35 Hunter Abbott brings the BMW into the pits and uh, I was about to say that he'd lost ground but that was mainly because it was an in-lap. So uh, into the pits for the second place car uh, and that is 5.13. Eight laps then completed for the BMW. 
Um, it could mean that uh, that car has to make a slightly longer pit stop uh, at the end of the race. Um, we'll see how that pans out, but it means that uh, in fact, 31, uh, we decided that was uh, Lance David Arnold who'd handed the car over to Felipe Laza. Correct. Felipe Laza comes into the pits as well with the Fricadelli Porsche number 31. So through into second place goes the number three Falcon Tires BMW. Um, Alex Imperatori now at the wheel of that car. Into third place goes Pat, uh, Vincent Kolb with the uh, Phoenix Motorsport Audi. And then into the pits comes Sabina Schmidt. So it's only a short sip from Sabina uh, from 7 to 13. Six laps for Sabina Schmidt, but I uh, don't know if we're going to get any pictures of that. We'll keep an eye on that one to see if we get uh, Sabina coming out of the pits. I'm sure if we do have a pit lane reporter, we'll uh, be able to... Uh, see an interview taking place and even if we can't uh, hear what she's saying we can read the body language exactly two o'clock at the Nürburgring one o'clock in the UK and there are two hours and six minutes of the race still to go so there is an indication of how late we were I think more or less exactly six minutes of a delay and as we know very well subscribed was the pit grid walkabout I should say and the pit lane walkabout frankly and uh, that in itself has forced a delay of uh, yeah about six minutes on the start of the race we can't even blame Nick Damon because normally we'd be, Nick, blame, be able to blame Nick for not getting off the grid in time so that True. Uh, uh, it would be his fault but uh, no it wasn't him he wasn't there yeah Nick got a ticking off uh, in uh, Imola it towards the end of May uh, <laughs> when uh, we were there for the Creventic race and uh, he he didn't leave the grid quick enough on the Friday, but got the message come Saturday. The message got through to me as well, so that was good. Clearly it did. <laughs> uh, Henry Valkenhorst has taken over the driving of the 36, the car that was in third place but came in for a slightly earlier pit stop, uh, just going through across the line, completing his outlap, which was uh, obviously a slightly uh, longer lap. But Henry now at the wheel in eighth place. Um, goes through but having made an earlier pit stop we'll see where he's able to uh, make up places as the race progresses BMW down towards the braking area and the cut through on the Grand Prix Strecker that uh, BMW sounding great as it changes down the gears and now accelerates through that fast left-hander and right-hander. In this configuration of the Grand Prix Strecker, we don't do the Michael Schumacher S, but uh, heading towards Advan Borgen now, the right-hand kink, and on towards the Vidal chicane, and it is the shallower of the chicanes again that is in use. So they go through that uh, right and left change of direction very quickly indeed. Much harder stop for... Formula One Grand Prix and the DTM Championship when they come to provide a real tight and twisty overtaking opportunity at the shallower configuration this weekend. 976, which is a Porsche Cayman, being overtaken by BMW number 35, the sister to the 36. 35 is the better placed in the current order. Remember taking the fight to car 22. Jonathan Hershey doing a good job now wheel of that 35 car having taken it over from Hunter Abbott during the last pit stop we haven't yet seen Ferrari 22 in for its second visit to the pit lane so this is the opportunity then for the Rinaldi Racing prepared Ferrari to stretch its legs a little bit 
but it should be coming into the pit lane. Well, this is lap 14. Yeah, could go another lap after this one, yeah. Johnny, because it did uh, eight at the beginning of the race. So uh, I'd expect it to go up to 15 uh, laps this time. Uh, we're not yet at half distance. The advantage is that the longer you can stretch um, the pit stop at this point, the shorter your final pit stop is. Um, and you uh, don't get any more this effect of being in the last half hour of the race and being able to do your pit stop as quick as you can in the last half hour of the race there is a pit stop time all the way down to zero minutes but what it does mean is that the nearer to the end of the race you go the faster your last pit stop is yes and uh, that's obviously going to be crucial I mean I, I suppose are the, are the increments more favourable if you're able to pinch that final stop to as, as little as possible, then let's say the gap between uh, seven lap stint and an eight lap stint. It's it, it, basically the longer you can make your stints, the uh, the last stop is the crucial one. Right. And the, unless uh, you can pinch some time back by coming into the pit slightly earlier in the middle part of the race, if there is a lot of slow zone on the circuit, then because the time spent in the pits is um, the same, but the lap time is 8 minutes and 28 minutes and 30, then you can pinch some time back. For example, the last lap times, um, in fact, there we're into the 8.30s at the moment for last lap times, because there is yellow on the track. Uh, and of course that compared to a lap time of 8 minutes if you spend time in the pits a fixed amount of time in the pits of uh, a minute and a half or a minute and 40 seconds that is going to lose you less track time if the lap time is longer Nice overtake through the Mercedes Arena for second place in Cup 2 with car 103 managing to get by the 101 machine and that will confirm a new second place car then uh, which is the Rocco di Torripadula driven car and Rocco sharing car 101 with so it's Lorenzo Rocco di Torripadula again terrific name uh, sharing with Patrick Kolb and Michael Hagen and that car managing to get by John Schoffer, Janina Hill or Janine Hill rather and Arno Klaassen I'm not sure who's at the wheel of the 101 car currently but uh, nevertheless, that was a, a good move that was set up sort of into turn one and then completed through turn three and cup two changes. But one thing that's unlikely to change in the uh, short-term future is the cup two leader, because one, two, three has just scampered away and enjoys this huge margin now of well over 90 seconds, the H&R-backed Mulder Motorsport Porsche, number one, two, three. Looking, Oli Kites is uh, making good his escape at the uh, front of the field. He, as I say, can probably go another lap. In fact, there he goes through. I say there he goes, just because it comes up on my timing screen. Uh, it goes through. So Oli Kites going on to the eighth lap of this stint. Uh, that's uh, 14 laps on the board altogether. Uh, and with the second place car having made a pit stop on the previous time around, that was number 35, Jonathan Hershey now taking over the wheel of the car that Jordan Tresson started and Hunter Abbott took over. Jonathan Hershey now at the wheel. Uh, it will be uh, Felipe Laza going through as the new second-placed car, um, the number 31 Piccadilly Porsche. And that car 
uh, actually no, that car also made a pit stop on the previous lap, so uh, it'll be the BMW Fountain Motorsports, won't it? Uh, number three, Alexander Imperatori, which goes through into second place. And will Imperatori need a pit stop? Uh, seven, no, he should, he's pit stopped on the same lap as the Ferrari. Care for climate, Porsche Cayman being overtaken by the Kolb driven uh, Audi. And that's the Phoenix Audi number five with Vincent Kolb at the wheel. Um, but yes, the Care for Climate machine. It's the first time we've had a chance to mention the V5 entered Cayman 981 of Daniel Blickle and Nicholas Steinhaus. Which class is that running in? It's a V5 car, according to my entry list. I know, you're probably right. It's uh, just that the Care for Climate team have run the uh, biofuel oh, yes? um, fueled cars at the Nürburgring 24 hours, and I just wondered if they were doing the same thing, but I think uh, everybody is in uh, petrol-driven cars in this race. Um, not even sure if we've got any diesels. Um, but uh, So... Um, but certainly not running the biodiesel or the bioethanol. It was not biodiesel, it was bioethanol at the uh, Nürburgring 24 hours. Yeah, well, that was certainly tally with the team name, but uh, yes, uh, reverting back to a more traditionally fueled car, the 460. And that car riding high in V5 and in second place. Yes, yeah, second position in V5. Uh, the treble four car. 52nd overall is leading the V5 division. That's another car that just has one driver. Uh, no, it doesn't. It has three drivers next to it. The timing screen is so good these days. I keep expecting the timing screen to display all of its drivers, all the drivers, but uh, it's just Norbert Fischer shown. Thanks to Vega again for the information about this. So Norbert Fischer doing the driving. He shares that car with Christian Connerth and Daniel Zeels. Battle just coming up across the line, bottom half of the top ten between uh, the BMW Henry Valkenhorst in the total sponsored BMW, the Valkenhorst entry, Henry Valkenhorst driving, Kenneth Heyer right behind him in the BMW, and um, the BMW then um, just holding off the Mercedes at the moment, but Kenneth Heyer having had a uh, uh, unusual uh, pit stop with the earlier pit stop um, for that car um, will um, be trying to get past but he has got past so Kenneth Higher then uh, having had a uh, an earlier pit stop will uh, be able to pull away I suspect from uh, Henry Valkenhorst and then immediately behind Henry uh, Henry is the um, Felipe Laza although having had another pit stop in the number 31 uh, Frickadelli racing Porsche I suspect that's probably Lance David Arnold so both Lance David Arnold and Hen uh, Kenneth Heyer uh, somewhat more experienced than Henry Valkenhorst and so moving up uh, the order and with the pit stops that have happened uh, up ahead that now having been a battle for 8th, 9th and 10th has now turned into a battle for 4th, 5th and 6th BMW with a big issue coming down the Dottinger a front right puncture at the very least and this is possibly one of the 325i uh, E90 cars. Get you a number just as soon as we can. It begins with a four and uh, that will give us an indication as to where it is 
on the entry list. It may well have been 484 actually, which is a 325 IE90, so that would tally. Andreas Schmidt with the front right tyre down. It's an orange nosed but uh, blue uh, winged BMW, blue A pillars as well, and a black roof. Still trying to identify for sure whether it's the 484, but the number panel on the on the bonnet of the car looked very much like that. And Andreas Schmidt doing a good job to keep the car well off the racing line and also keep the punctured tyre off on the grass. Uh, another uh, car with a tyre problem is the Audi RS3 in the TCR class, car number 810, Bock and Bonk, uh, have a front right tyre problem. Tell us who it is. It is 484. 484, okay, yeah. thank you. Please, the, the, uh, my eyes aren't failing me entirely. And Schmidt and uh, uh, another driver, Rietzheim, I think it was, that uh, was shown up then on the graphic, although I don't have that driver I think that was against the, it. That is 484, Rietzheim and Schmidt. Rietzheim. Uh, well, originally down to drive the 481 car as well as 484, possibly. I found Mark Rietzheim. He's but down not on this list as being the driver of 484. 484. Okay, so we'll go with that one. Okay. Uh, another problem on the circuit, car number 380, the Peugeot RCZ off the track at Breitscheid. Uh, no indication of whether or not that is uh, a position from which he can be recovered. That's the uh, SP2T class uh, class driver. So a lead of very nearly a minute in overall positions, Johnny, for Oli Kainz, ahead of Jens Klingmann in the Falcon-tired BMW, uh, and then third place for Vincent Kolb, who the ticker reminds me, having his first start in a GT3 car, and whilst I was perhaps uh, haranguing him for um, not being as quick as Frank Stippler, um, I had overlooked the fact that uh, it's his first start. So uh, losing ground to the race leaders, but still putting in a good performance, is Vincent Kolb. Those three, first, second and third, probably uh, coming into the pits at the end of the lap that they are currently on, I would suggest. And they are currently in that long sector four. And the uh, balance will once again... Uh, become a bit more clear, although I suspect that for a lap again uh, we'll have Kenneth Heyer leading the race in the Auto Arena Motorsport Mercedes, so uh, we'll see whether that comes through, but I think it probably will um, Kenneth Heyer will end up being the race leader at the end uh, of this lap, not on the lap chart, but on the road as he goes through and everybody else comes in to make their routine stops Vincent Cole, by the way at 23 years old from Frankfurt and he's raced in V6 in the past during the Nürburgring 24-hour weekend and did last year's race in an SP7 machine but yes this we reckon his first experience in the GT3 car certainly in a GT3 Audi so getting more and more used to so much more downforce I suppose but he's shared a, a, a Porsche in the 2017 Nürburgring 24 with Tim Shearbart with Georg Gerda and Martin Schlutter, who are once again in this race as well. I think driving together, Tim Shearbart and the rest. Shearbart actually down with Moritz Krantz in the 123 car, along with Marcel Hopper. So through 
very twisty stuff towards the end of the lap goes the number 57 Porsche having started the race in SP7 pole but now slipping back to second position changing down the gears with more traffic to deal with in a moment or two around the next corner and actually it's a confirm where the 57 car is in the order back to the lead in fact of sp7 so that is because the 57 car has slightly better fuel mileage possibly should be due in i would say at the end of this lap this will be lap 15 for car 57 and yeah it should go another lap after this one another lap so, okay uh, i think 57 will stay out so the um, 70 cars pitted quite a bit earlier than its rival and that's the reason why the 70 has dropped away from the race lead in SP7. Which is in the pits. Sorry, the overall race leader is in the pits then. So uh, this is Ollie Kite handing the car over to Gail Weiss. And uh, th this will be uh, the challenge for Gail. Because, uh, no, it's not. It's Jochen Krumbach. Um, thank you very much. Uh, so it's Krumbach getting back into the car. I wonder if... Uh, we're still showing it as a premium car. So they are going to have to have Georg into the car for four laps I think or five laps I can't remember what the minimum driving uh, time is uh, it's not a time it's a number of laps though um, I think it's five laps they have to do um, which can be an in lap or a chequered flag lap so as long as they bring it uh, Georg in before the um, end of the race and uh, that car then going back out with Jochen Krumbach Krumbach started it remember and they're just waiting before they send that car back out also in the pits is Vincent Kolb with the Phoenix Audi and that's uh, almost certainly going to go back to um, Frank Stippler and we therefore now wait to see who comes through or if those two get out before the next car comes through. I get the feeling that uh, the Ferrari may well get away before the next car comes through. Um, another car with front right tyre damage is the 810 uh, bon Bonk Audi. You mentioned that, didn't you? Yes, that was quite a while ago. Okay, um, apologies. Uh, I thought I saw that number and thought, oh, that must be the 484 BMW, but uh, I'm not sure whether we ever caught a glimpse of that on the live stream. No, I don't think we did. It just came up on the uh, on the screen here. Nine minutes past two, which was, as you say, nearly ten minutes ago now. Right, the uh, uh, Ferrari and Audi still in the pits. Uh, the next car through should be Jens Klingman at the wheel of the... No, it won't, because he's had a pit stop as well. It'll be the number 36 BMW, the Vulcan Sport, Vulcan Horst, Henry Vulcan Horst now at the wheel of the 36 car. That should be the next one through. Comes through now and does so. I didn't quite catch whether it was in the lead of the race. It's very close indeed then between the Vulcan Horst BMW just out of the pits and Sorry, the Vulcan Horse BMW staying out, having done its pits up on the previous lap, and the Wachenspiegel Ferrari just out of the pits with Krumbach back at the wheel of it. Yep. So it is now heading through the shortcut. Krumbach successfully negotiating that, and he's going to get his, his sleeves rolled up here because there is traffic to be dealt with, even at this early stage of an outlap including some BMW M235i's. This is lap 16 then for the race leaders. And what we're trying to work out is where is the Crumbach Ferrari 
versus the Vulcan uh, versus the Vulcan horse BMW. The number five Phoenix Audi currently in the pit lane. Will this be another driver change then with Vincent Cole handing back to Frank Stippler? Probably yes, but uh, unless Kolb decides to, unless the team decide that Kolb should do a double stint and then they put Stippler in for the final eight or nine lap or seven or eight lap stint. So that's Audi rejoins. Where's the scene? I think uh, Jonathan Hershey um, is. Let's see what happens at the end of this lap actually before I start uh, before I start confusing myself. Um, so Frank Stippler definitely back behind the wheel of the Audi. Lance David Arnold back at the wheel of the 31 Frickadelli Porsche. Alex Muller, uh, we think, actually will have handed that car over now to Klaus Abelin, won't he? Because Muller made the start. Or oh, I wonder if they'll do Muller, Schmitz, Muller, Abelin. That will be the driving sequence there uh, from Frickadelli. So it could well be Alex Muller back at the wheel of the 30 car. Uh, can it hire what I did? mistake was I thought Kenneth Heyer would go through and lead a lap in the number 13 uh, Mercedes-Benz, the Auto Arena Motorsport car, but uh, he didn't actually, lost too much time uh, when he was in the pits earlier on so he led a lap uh, earlier in the race by making that late pit stop not on this occasion though Pit stops for Frickadelli that were done at about 2 o'clock saw Sabina Schmitz get out and Alex Muller get in Right. so that is doing uh, a double change so Muller will get two stints uh, and then Klaus Abelin will do the last stint. Yeah and then Philippe Laza, Felipe Laza out and Lance David Arnold in. Well there's only two drivers against that Porsche aren't there? Yeah so, so that was uh, the only choice to make unless you kept unless they Laza kept, in. Uh, Philippe Laza in to do the two middle stints and Lance David Arnold sandwiching which I suppose is what you want to do with the Frickadelli car. Um, <laughs> um, but so uh, it is Lance David Arnold then uh, not a sandwich uh, for the number 31 car. 70 machine reaches the Mercedes Arena once again. This is one of, uh, one of the Porsches in the SP7 division. As I mentioned, the 70 car has had a turn leading SP7. Then came in for what appeared to be quite an early stop compared to the fuel mileage that the 57 car can offer. And 57 is back in the lead of the SP7 class, but 70 is not very far away and has now just completed the first of its flying laps from its recent stop. So this will be lap 16 for car 57. And maybe at the end of this lap we're going to see a pit stop. 57, which at times can reach nine lap stints. Um, but let's wait and see what it does towards the end of this one. They're both now somewhere in the middle sector of the two SP7 cars. First and second. Third in that division, by the way, is the number 79 car. These are all Porsches, and 79 is a entry for Milan Kodidik and Marcus Luenert. So Marcus or Milan, one of the two driving that number 79 car, third in SP7 currently. And the engine you hear in the background is that powering the 960 Cup 3 car. Cup 3, ever changing in the early stages, is being led by the 960 car, the one I mentioned, from 969 now, although 960 owes us a pit stop. So when all this 
unfolds, it should still leave the 969 Porsche out front. And it's uh, another Krantz driving that. Not Ollie, but Mor uh, 969 is Moritz Krantz. Moritz set for a, a busy day because uh, due to do at least one stint in car 123, which is a Cup 2 car, and in the 969, which is a Cup 3 car. Now, coming down the Dottinger Hur in a moment or two is, it may well be the Subaru BRZ, which comes into view. No, it's a Lexus, is it? For a moment. It is. I agree with you. I thought, Again. It, I thought it was the uh, Subaru at first, but I think it's a Lexus. Yeah, it's a ring racing uh, with Novell Lexus RCF. So, again, I've managed to get two, and two hours and 20 minutes into this race and spotted a car for the first time. Tradition always dictates that that must happen. And 135 is the Helmut Bauman, Klaus Nielsen and Klaus Volker Lexus RCF. I think... Um, Frank Stippler is going to be quite a long way back by the time they come through at the end of this lap in the number five Audi. Remember this car was up in second place at the end of the first stint that Frank Stippler did. Came in after the end of seven laps at the same time, in fact just on the tail you may remember of the leading Ferrari uh, and it's back against Stippler again as it was before um, but they're quite well separated after their latest round of pit stops because the number f uh, five uh, Audi, I don't think it had a particularly much longer pit stop um, but uh, despite good driving from Vincent Kolb, that car having lost a little bit of ground, so it's showing a second on the timing screens but I reckon by the end of this lap it's going to come through in about 6th or 7th place the uh, leaders still out in the sec uh, in the 4th uh, sector at the moment and in that for in the third sector um, the car that was on the move was uh, Lance David Arnold uh, at the wheel of the Frickadelli Porsche number 31 and I think uh, he's going to be the main challenger he'll be up in second place by the time they come round at the end of this lap one hour 40 to go there is a stricken what looked like Peugeot RCZ off on the exit of the cut through and one of the older shaped Volkswagen Golfs now powering its way down the Dottinger Hur. The RCZ went off some time ago, so if that car that car may not be a recent arrival into the uh, gravel bed there. Here come the leaders down the Dottinger Hoa, and it is close between the Ferrari and the Frickadelli Porsche. So Joachim Krumbach for the Volkenspiegel team Manti will lead across the line um, and we'll wait for it to come up on the screen to tell you what the gap is, but it will be a lot less than it was on the previous lap. 385 it is, caught up on the kerbs and that appears to be a new-ish arrival, although there is an intervention so, yes. vehicle uh, that has just arrived on scene. So you'd spotted a drama for an RCZ elsewhere in the race. There are a couple of them in the entry. They're both cup cars, 380, and the car that I'd spotted at the cut through, 385. And there's now a rope being attached to the front of that car. Driver is out and in conversation with the two marshals that are there, attempting to tow this car off the kerb. That's the biggest problem. It, the, the nose of the car, therefore the, the first bit of the under tray, is entirely beached on what is quite a high kerb there. Uh, and whether it's been nerfed into that position or just a, a misjudgment from the driver and didn't get through the corner quite as well as the lap before but the car's wedged basically with the kerb underneath it and now that area is covered by yellow flags and 
possibly a code 62. And the leader's just going past it there. So six seconds was the gap between the race leader, Jochen Krumbach in the Ferrari, and Lance David Arnold in the Frickadelli Porsche in second place. It was six seconds. That uh, yellow flag might have enabled uh, Lance David Arnold to close up a bit. Wouldn't in theory, but it might have done in practice. Uh, then it's Alex Muller back in the other Frickadelli Porsche. So it's Frickadelli Porsches in second and third place. Fourth place is Kenneth Higher at the wheel of the uh, Auto Arena Autosport entered Mercedes. Auto Arena, I remember now, at the Nürburgring 24 hours um, were a kind of, uh, what's the word, satellite operation from the HTP Motorsport team. Uh, now, whether HTP is there at the Nürburgring supporting Auto Arena again, I don't know, but uh, can it hire then uh, go very nicely indeed in fourth place with the Mercedes. Fifth, sixth and seventh are all BMW M6s. We've got the uh, two Falkenhorst cars with Henry Falkenhorst and Jonathan Hershey in fifth and sixth places. And then the Falcon Tires car, Jens Klingman, uh, next up. Uh, and the gap between Valkenhorst and Jonathan Hershey is 13 seconds, a further six seconds, separating Hershey from Klingman. And then, I was right, the Audi of Frank Stippler, number five, the Phoenix car, back in eighth place and a full 20, in fact, very nearly 30 seconds uh, behind Jens Klingman with the BMW. So uh, not quite sure where that car lost the ground. It might have been something silly like the in-lap from Vincent Kolb where he lost the lap time because the stop itself wasn't any longer um, but the Audi the Phoenix car all the way down in eighth place now SP10 is led by the SecureTool Rensport BMW M4 which is car number 828 and yeah, Team SecureTool saw Rensport based in Wuppertal and the, the M4 driven by Heiko Eichenberg and Yannick Mettler Swiss driver so that car looks fantastic sounds even better and currently leads the SP10 division meanwhile the best SP9 Masters car slipping a few spots but still in the top five overall which is very impressive and on course for maximum Masters points because the next nearest car is the number 33 Audi R8 LMS which is where in the overall standing 16th compared to fifth place, as I say, for the BMW M6 from Volkenhorst, and it is Henry Volkenhorst doing the driving there, heading into Tiergarten and Hohenrein now a Honda Civic. So it's very much like a TCR car, but may not be. Let's just see how many Civics there are in the entry. Three in total. One is a TCR car but there's a V3 Type R and that's car uh, 825 is the one we're focusing on 825 is the TCR version but as I say there's a, there's a V3 Honda Civic there's an H2 Honda Civic as well car 629 so a variety of different Honda Civics in different configurations the 825 car battling with other marks in the TCR division of course 825 is currently third in TCR and therefore tailing the 801 numbered Audi RS3 the booted front wheel drive Audi it's an LMS spec car and TCR led by Seat Cupra still car number 806 of Goulden and Ustreich 
and uh, they've been out front pretty much from the, since the start in car number 806, 20th place overall. Another TCR coming back over the line, in fact, is the uh, 8, is the 300 machine, which is a BW Golf, so in fact that's an SP3T car, and third in the 3T, the Schmidt, Menecke and Hornberg combination with their Mark V Volkswagen Golf. Leaders are still the 22 Ferrari, somewhere in sector four from the number 31 Porsche, but it's tight at the head of the order. And six seconds was the gap at the start of this lap. And with Lance David Arnold back at the wheel of the 31 car, trying to chase down Jochen Krumbach, and see at the end of sector four whether that gap's come down any further. Uh, and that pit stop for Jochen Krumbach significant in the sense only that having come out of the pits after the pit stop, Krumbach still led the race. So uh, it's always one of those uh, psychological advantages if you can make a pit stop, come back, uh, make a pit stop from the lead uh, and then come back out still in the lead of the race. That's uh, always uh, one of those nice feelings that you can uh, uh, you can have. So uh, six seconds is the gap, then a further six seconds back to Alex Muller uh, and Kenneth Heyer in the number 13 Mercedes who will be due into the pits uh, at the end of this lap eight, yes eight laps he'll be completed so Kenneth Hire a little bit artificially placed there in fourth place the trick for them they're going to have to make five pit stops sorry four pit stops altogether in the race so uh, uh, they'll be coming in at the end of this lap um, but then they will need another pit stop to get to the end of the race so the 13 um well placed now but that is a, uh, a bit of a false promise per, for that car perhaps and um, again I think uh, it's worth bearing uh, making the point that it looks very good indeed for uh, the two Fricadelli Porsches which are now running in second and third places and um, the BMWs from the Valkenhorst team fading just a little bit Jonathan Hershey um, Closing in on Henry Valkenhorst, um, but the two cars, 35 and 36, the dark blue car 35 and the total sponsored car 36, uh, dropping away just a little bit from the battle for the leading group. Kenneth Hyatt, son of Hans Hyatt, and uh, just a one Grand Prix start, but that was a, it was a non-legal start because he managed to sneak out onto the track didn't that, he, during the... That was the race which had too many starters, I think. There you uh, go. There, there, there was a limit to the number of uh, starters. He was a reserve, but he decided to go out anyway, um, and then was flagged off. Um, 1977 German Grand Prix. Look it up, kids. But uh, no, Hans Heyer, mainly uh, famous for sports car racing, uh, participated in the Le Mans 24 hours many times, and in uh, the 70s as... Uh, uh, a regular uh, outings in Porsche 935s. I uh, remember seeing him. Always used to carry his hat with him. Do you know this story? Go uh, on. Of Hans Heyer. You see, everybody knows this, but uh, of course the younger generation may not. Well, uh, Hans Heyer. He's still uh, he's still around supporting his son, and every and time he, I see him, he's in the traditional the, the Bavarian hat. Bavarian hat. People yeah. call it a Tyrolean hat, but of course it's a Bavarian hat because uh, Hans is German, and uh, he always used to carry it with him in the car, so that if he broke down. Uh, then his helmet would come off the, and the Bavarian hat would go on um, and you'd see him trotting back to the pits with his, uh, with his hat on but it very much was his, uh, his trademark uh, was for, for Hans Heyer great personality 
and uh, say a uh, great sport of sports car rating through the uh, 70s did he race into the 80s as well I think he had a couple of outings in the Group C era yeah uh, drove the Martini Lancia remember uh, the LC2 a couple of Spa 24s in the mid-80s as well. Might have won the Spa 24 hours, actually, if I remember rightly. Um, Sadly, never finished the Le Mans, though. No. Um, but he, uh, uh, racing as recently as 2004, I noticed, in the ADAC Volkswagen Polo Cup. <laughs> so, uh, good for him. And oh, as I say, still team. still to be seen at racetracks around Europe, supporting Kenneth Hyatt. May well be at the Nürburgring this weekend, indeed. Into the pits comes that car, Kenneth Hyatt's car. Uh, the Auto Arena Mercedes number 13 as I say it was a predicted stop so comes in at the end of the lap that it was currently on Uh, the top three cars have already gone through so that elevates uh, 36 Henry Valkenhorst up into fifth place and into fifth place then comes Jens Klingman in the Falcon Tired BMW number three so Krumbach leads by an extended margin on that last lap and it was a good lap from Krumbach five seconds he increased the lead uh, between himself and Lance David Arnold so important this for Krumbach if he can get that gap up through this stint then of course it does relieve some of the pressure on Georg Weiss who still has to drive that number 22 Ferrari uh, for at least five laps at the end of the race and as Johnny said right at the beginning of the race, 28 laps is uh, the likely length of the race. So um, we expect to see uh, Krumbach in probably at the end of lap 23 uh, and then uh, for Gail Weiss to take it through to the chequered flag after that. 90 minutes to go of VLN3. You're tuned to RS3, part of the Radio Show Limited network of channels, bringing you every single VLN race through the course of the year mostly on VLN3, on uh, RS3 rather, VLN3, RS3, getting the two confused. Uh, we don't have an RS4 to bring VLN4 to you, so that'll have to stay on VLN, on uh, RS3 in a couple of weeks' time. Paul Trustwell and Johnny Palmer, though, the voices that uh, are uh, a little tired after last week's exertions, but we've had uh, five days to recover, and good to get another endurance race in so soon afterwards. John Hindoff, uh, very, very busy with some coverage of the Pikes Peak Hill Climb this weekend. And then it'll be a journey uh, to the next round of the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, which Watkins is Glen. a big one. Watkins Glen, six Watkins hours. Glen, six hours. The sailing, six hours. Uh, and I think I'm due to be doing some of those production shifts from London. So uh, we'll be involved, although not on air. Looking forward to that uh, next round of the... Endurance Cup as part of the championship that uh, Daytona and Sebring form parts off too and of course Petit Le Mans at the end of the year so the endurance racing just keeps on coming as part of the RSL network, car 57 is in from the lead of SP7 and the 70 and the 57 Porsches have been trading places within the lead of that class but terrific fuel mileage this 57 car is getting this is only its second stop of the race and we're now over two and a half hours in yes the uh, Porsche Cup cars can't quite do the whole race on uh, 
two pit stops, which uh, would be the objective, unless it's uh, particularly bad weather or we have masses of uh, uh, yellow flag zones. But uh, otherwise, the uh, last pit stop for the Porsche Cup cars uh, does come towards the end of the race. The VL SP7 class cars, I should say, uh, Porsche Cup class cars, but they're running in the SP7 class. The uh, MR on the uh, designation of the Porsche 911 GT3 Cup, uh, designating that it's been breezed upon by Manti Racing, and Manti uh, not actually at uh, this race, um, physically at this race, although they are being represented, as I say, by these uh, Manti Racing development versions of the 911 GT3 Cup Porsche. Uh, just peering around the track to see whether there are any slow zones, any incidents to be aware of. Um, let's have a look. An hour and 28 to go. Um, flash code 120 was briefly shown, I think, for an incident, but then withdrawn. Uh, four minutes ago, 394 and 211. These are car numbers, 394 and 211. There was a collision between those two cars. The BMW crashed into the tail of the Porsche in the dovetail area. So that's Schwalenschwanz, I guess. And came up on the ticker with an hour and 31 to go. So that was briefly covered, I reckon, by a, a code 60 or maybe just a code 120. And now back up and running, it would appear. As cars on the Grand Prix Strecker include the BMW Z4, the privately entered Z4, looking nothing like the Volkenhorst motorsport version that we sometimes see in VLNs and the Nürburgring 24, but there is no rear wing at all on the very production-looking BMW Z4 here this weekend, 3-litre engine. The 139 car is in on the Dunlop tyres, that car having led SP8 until recently. It did have a quite a decent lead in the SP8 category so is confirmed let's just check yes confirmed still as that class leader within second place in SP8 the 141 car the Porsche of Weiland and Flossbach and third in SP8 is the Lexus RCF that I mentioned a little while ago car number 135 53rd overall So back out onto track goes Ferrari 458, numbered 139 though. And again, a very large rear wing. That car not far away from the old GT3 spec, I believe, but uh, labelled as a, an SP8 car because of one or two differences. Might even be a slightly different sized fuel tank as well on board that 458. And behind it now is the 935 K3. While the Nexon-sponsored Porsche Cayman comes into the Tiergarten and Hohenrein section. And behind, a similarly coloured Porsche Cayman, but uh, not with the Nexus backing. This is blue and white rather than purple and white. As the BMW that is between those two Porsches fights for a bit of racing room too, down to turn number one. Driver waiting patiently in the garage I want to say rather than on the apron uh, is 969 yes 969 being wheeled into the garage now 
that number, Rings of Bella's doing pretty well in this race. 9.69, second place in Cup 3, I think led it though previously. Now 9.40 leads Cup 3 because 9.69 with a drama here having to be pushed into the garage and is being seen to by the team but it's jacked up on the uh, rear right corner with the non-compressible jack stands and oh dear oh dear 969 is going to tumble down the order as a result so the new cup three leader is the 940 machine driven by max and jens again both pseudonyms but uh, regulars in vln racing and that car not quite gifted the class lead but inherits it nevertheless 940 to the top of cup three down towards turn number one goes the number 35 Falcon Horse Motorsport BMW. Leading on this lap and somewhere in the middle sector is still the number 22 Ferrari. Being chased down by the number 31 Fricadelli Porsche though. Lance David Arnold and Felipe Laza. And then it is Alex Muller in the other Fricadelli Porsche. So at the moment this looks to be a great race for the Avalon backed and prepared for Cadelli Racing Porsches. Second and third they run with Jonathan Hershey in car 35, the dark blue Vulcan Horse BMW fourth, and it's Jens Klingman in the number three BMW, the Falcon Motorsports car, is fifth, ahead of Frank Stippler, and then Henry Vulcanhorst in the second of the BMW M6s. But that car on the end of the end of this lap came into the pits. So that car will drop back, and that's the first along with the Patrick Assenheimer Auto Arena Mercedes, the first car to come into the pits for a third time, although I'm remembering that Assenheimer had that very early stopper call, so that's uh, exactly. very much off kilter, isn't it, Paul? Yes, exactly right. I was uh, saying earlier on that car will need a fourth pit stop, whereas everybody else will be aiming uh, for a third pit stop. The one uh, who is also getting himself off kilter is the Total uh, BMW, the 36 Valkenhorst entry, which Henry Valkenhorst now brings into the pits. That's somewhat early, uh, I reckon, because, um, it, again, it is going to struggle to get to the end of the race with uh, still an hour and 20 minutes uh, remaining. So the 36 car, uh, Henry Valkenhorst, I assume, is going to hand it over to Andreas Ziegler. I don't think Ziegler has yet uh, driven that car, but he'll need another stop. So more stops required for him as well before they get to the end, assuming that there isn't a problem on the BMW 36. Gap between the leaders coming down. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much consistent. Four seconds between first and second. And then between the two Fricadelli Porsches, the gap is around six seconds. Uh, and that too, staying pretty constant on this lap, lap per number 19. At RSL underscore studio, at Blackpool Johnny, at Paul Trusswell to get involved in today's broadcast of VLN3. And there are six more races to come after this one, of course, between now and the end of the season. So they will be packed in all Saturday races, packed in more or less one a month. I think. Just check the dates. I'm corrected actually by a few people to say that uh, where to find VLN4 
at the start of next month is actually RS1, not RS3, but uh, it should be relatively simple to change the channel. So that's on the 7th of July, VLN1 on RS1. The six-hour race is indeed VLN5 in the middle of August, with two races to look forward to in September, at the start of the month and then the third weekend of September, which is the 22nd. So actually the fourth weekend of September and then two in October, the 6th and the 20th, complete the season for 2018. And some interesting clashes they're going to present for us as well at various points during the season, Johnny. But Absolutely. thankfully that's not our job to solve those ones. No, we so. just talk, we just go where we're told to. Uh, but uh, yes, the next one, for instance, VLN4 clashes with the next round of the Creventic Championship as the 24H series visits Portimao for another year. Aviar Racing's Aston Martin, we talked about that at the very top of the broadcast, uh, just goes over the line and is pursued by a BMW M4 that looks suspiciously like the SP10 leader, certainly was. SP10 is no longer led by 828 because the 188 Aston Martin has... Oh, so that is the battle for SP10, no less, and they are side by side heading now through the Mercedes arena with the BMW taking the high line and getting the place. So going back in the hands now of the 828 BMW M4. Two very different body shapes, although both front-engine cars, obviously, and the Avia racing machine with that skinny rear wing versus a much larger one on the BMW M4 GT4, but it's the Eichenberg, Eichenberg and Mettler uh, BMW overtaking car 188, which did hold the class lead earlier on in the race because uh, we were going through the uh, uh, class positions and it was uh, uh, leading the uh, leading the class earlier on so um, still an hour and a bit for the race remaining for it to get the lead back yep, so the Aston Martin now trailing that BMW but as you say plenty of time still to reverse the spot it's carrying a little bit of tank tape as well as the Aston Martin not quite matching the red on the paint scheme but clearly a little bit of tape required to stick down a body panel or indeed the bonnet Wolfgang Weber, Thomas Krebs and Eric Johansson being the drivers for the Aston Martin prepared by Team Matol Racing 473 is another Nexon tyre sponsored Porsche 473 runs in runs as the only VT3 car so again has to have a turbocharger and be a production machine with an engine capacity of somewhere between 2 litres and 3 litres and that Porsche Cayman 718 fits perfectly in that class Ralph, uh, sorry, Ralph Zenman, Zenson Fabian uh, Fabian Peitzmeier and Michael Kuka are the three drivers assigned to that Porsche. An hour and 16 to go for VLN3. And the race leader nearing the end of the dotting of her on this lap. So Open what's going to happen here, lead, Paul? I reckon, Johnny, on that lap, the uh, Ferrari to the Porsche. But uh, 
say the two Fricadelli Porsches still looking uh, very strong indeed and uh, just trying to work out the Porsches will come into the pits before the Ferrari will. So the Ferrari could stay out until lap 23, we decided. Uh, the two Porsches, 31 and 30, will probably be into the pits at the end of lap 21. So they've got another two laps to go at the end of this one. Um, but then they'll be in with the 31 we decided uh, will go back to Felipe Laza and Klaus Abelham will be getting into the 30. So with that earlier pit stop, it'll mean that the Ferrari will spend less time in the pits when it comes in that little bit uh, further on. And the more of a cushion that Jochen Krumbach can give to Georg Weiss, the happier, well, I don't know, maybe he won't be the happier, but the better place he will be. Uh, so Ferrari... Uh, mentioned earlier on they did win this particular race this uh, ACAS ADAC uh, VLN3 last year and uh, so they're looking for another win here this year but uh, it's uh, going to be tight I think it's uh, finely balanced indeed very busy indeed on the uh, Grand Prix striker that time around heading through the Warsteiner curve and on towards Advan Bogen then the Vidal Chicane for Porsche 600, that's uh, race number 600, the 935 K3 and the Ferrari 488 occupying the same sort of area of track briefly, although the Ferrari showing greater lap speed and car 139 was able to get through without too much of a delay also involved in that little battle, the KTM, car number 930 which is still the Cup X leader. And car 930 is being driven by uh, Dennis Trebing currently, the American, joined by Mark Henarici, who's done quite a bit of time now behind the wheel. So handing over to Dennis for this latest stint. There may still be room for another uh, pit stop for the KTMs in this race. All run on Michelin tyres, by the way, as part of the regulations for the Crossbow Cup. Over the hill towards Schwedenkreutz and now on towards Arenberg as well. That left-hand kink at Schwedenkreutz now. And for the 101 Porsche, it will be then hard onto the brakes to try and get the car stopped. And last possible moment into Arenberg. Lights flashing this time from the KTM Crossbow that leads the class, trying to get by the SP8 leader, but can't do it there underneath the bridge. And the KTM getting so much more punch initially out of Arenberg, but then through the gears, the Ferrari comes into its own and is able to accelerate away. Also on this section of track, there is another prancing horse, this time the race leader, number 22, slotting through as the cars now reach Adenauer Force. But the KTM is right with the Ferrari once more. Surely we'll be able to pick off the position. The race leader's involved in this battle as well. But the KTM and the Ferrari 458 don't want to get too ensconced in this fight because it's not for class positions. It could go very, very wrong very quickly. And actually, the better move there was from the overall race leader to judge that situation and get by as quickly as possible. Jochen Krumbach felt he didn't want to stay in that area for too long should disaster come his way. So Krumbach is through and can now stretch his legs as they make their... Everybody makes the run down towards Breitscheid. So this continuous plummet downhill 
with right-hander after right-hander after right-hander, then the track turns violently left as well, and you get a glimpse of the village down in the valley. More right-handers to come, and a great smattering of spectators high up on the banking to drivers right, watching those cars come through a very technical part of the Nordschleife. Just looking down at the uh, back fifth and sixth place overall between the um, get it right fourth and fifth sorry between the two BMWs, one from uh, Valkenhorst Motorsport, the 35, the dark blue car, and the other being the Falcon Tires car, Jonathan Hershey versus Jens Klingman. It is they're very close together. They're out in sector three at the moment, uh, heading down uh, to Breitscheid before uh, starting the climb back up towards Bergwerk. Uh, leaders, meanwhile, uh, coming through the last part of the circuit, not quite on the Dottingerhoe yet, but uh, as I say, this uh, still advantageous towards Ferrari. The gap was 6.8 seconds. It will be more than that when they come through uh, at the end of this lap, I'm pretty sure. And this lap plus another one for the two Frikadelli Porsches before they come in for they, their next routine pit stop. And drivers were confirmed about 20 minutes ago by Frikadelli Racing, by the way. And still in the podium positions, as we said. That's David Arnold, P2, Alex Muller in third position and with an hour and 10 minutes to go there'll be one more stop for each of the Frigadelli Porsches that are very neatly poised indeed the Cupra badge on the front of what used to be known as a Seat in the TCR division but uh, Cupra now a brand in itself and a very definite decision there by the Spanish mark to basically target the sportier end of the market I suppose so bit like Arbart has done with Fiat and uh, DS has done with Citroen I suppose yeah and uh, taking a what was a, a sub brand name and making it into a brand on its own Corvette you could suggest also has done the same thing so uh, the, the it's not a new idea true um, but uh, certainly uh, the Cupra brand getting uh, stronger and stronger and a very aggressive logo it is uh, featuring in the centre of the front of the car just above the grille and uh, on the rear as well and car 80 uh, car 806 rather yeah. also in the pits is 801 so we've got the Audi uh, 801 which is second in the class uh, trying to catch up it's about what was it 45 seconds or so behind at the moment um, I was going to say if the Audi could have stayed out a little bit longer it might have meant it was slightly shorter pit stop for the Audi but I suspect instead they're going to be pretty much on the same schedule so it's advantage Cupra over Audi at the moment uh, as far as the first two places in TCR is concerned third place in TCR is an awfully long way down but it's a different brand again in 31st place overall Johnny the uh, Honda Civic one hour and eight minutes to go Stephen Rabe tuned in to RS3 enjoying the dash to the flag so to speak enjoying the coverage and uh, enjoying the fact that we kind of introduced him to VLN racing. It can be missed very easily. It's a hidden gem in uh, European racing, but does generate some action all the way through the four hours. And, uh, you know, if you like your cars, your motor racing cars, uh, in, uh, you know, all sorts of different varieties, let's say, 
and able to occupy the same bit of track as an SP9 machine, then uh, this is the sort of stuff to get into, either you know, at a spectator level or indeed do some research as to how to get involved. Well, the, the, uh, the Viking Motorsport team got involved through exactly that. They uh, were basically enthusiastics, uh, enthusiasts uh, living up in the north of Scotland, listened to us and thought, hey, we could do the VLN, and hey, presto, the following year they were doing. Uh, all we have to do now is to do, uh, persuade the responsible adult to let us do the ADAC GT Masters Series and we'll have it cracked. That's uh, true. That's another very good series. Agreed, uh, agreed. Another hidden gem, if you will. Um, now, there was something important I was going to tell you. What was it? Oh, it was that uh, Jochen Krumbach has just set fastest lap of the race. Uh, so we've got a green race circuit and Jochen Krumbach in the race leading Ferrari. Eight minutes, 0.788 seconds. Only a couple of seconds slower than he went in uh, qualifying this morning. Goes through again and completes his 20th lap. And uh, as I say, what he's trying to do is to extend the margin between himself and uh, there must be a, s- a slow zone somewhere on the circuit because the gap has come down uh, on that lap despite uh, Krumbach's efforts on the previous lap uh, slow zones have stymied his efforts and Lance David Arnold at the wheel of the Frickadilly Porsche in second place is now only 3.2 seconds behind so Lance David uh, may not have been as quick over a single lap as Krumbach but has managed to close the gap between himself and the leader turning into a good race this one Johnny so is for the third VLN of the season and another problem this time for car 660 that's reported on the VLN.day website as well accident at close to Tal yes uh, the ticket confirms 666 crashed before the carousel and yes, that's, that would fit, wouldn't it? Klostertal is uh, before the carousel. It's uh, before you get to the Steilstrecker, which is that very steep bit that you almost slipped over on in your drunken state two or three years ago. Johnny. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, well, that's where the old track used to go before the carousel was even dreamt of, isn't it? The, uh, well, well, yes and no. It was originally designed to be a test, and then they discovered when they wanted to use it in a race situation that uh, Grand Prix cars of the 1930s or 1920s, 1930s couldn't actually get up there. Um, 33% was, incline. But it was used as a um, as a test, a bit like the Brooklyn's Test Hill was used, um, although it's much steeper than the Brooklyn's Test Hill if you've ever been up there. Um, and uh, they discovered that uh, even the... Uh, 400 horsepower auto unions of the 1930s couldn't get up there um, so they built the uh, um, the route round through uh, the carousel as, a, as a, uh, a diversion to save them having to go up the uh, uh, the, the, the steep, steep stretch yeah and uh, a little bit of clever thinking utilizing the landscape nearby meant that the climb was a little more sedate should we say um, and very very entertaining now that we've got uh, that sharp left-hand hairpin a little more than 180 degrees in reality uh, with the concrete section that very very steep concrete section to see uh, sp9 gt3 cars come through there and popping out the other side is uh, something you must experience if you ever do make the trip to the north the nurburgring so there's a code 120 and then into a code 60 at Klostertal because of the 660 car that has made contact with the barrier also the 153 BMW M2 is being reported as travelling slowly with an hour and seven minutes to go. So that is returning, yes, back to the pit lane, but uh, at a much reduced speed. So that will be being covered by white flags too. Many, many different cameras bolted onto the number two Gigaspeed Get Speed 
team performance Porsche and I'm sure those pictures will be beamed uh, via the Gigaspeed website looking at the driver full in the face but also down in the footwell as well and the vision that the driver has at the front of the car and you can look at all those cameras at the same time to see how hard how much of a hard work uh, lap this uh, Nord Nürburgring Nordschleifer is I think uh, I don't know if they have it on this uh, event I wasn't watching a moment ago but they also have uh, um, the, uh, the stress meter on the driver to see how he's getting on with things and uh, how they measure that but, uh, for, but uh, various other g-forces that are being experienced by the driver so uh, there's uh, you know, more information than you can process really on the uh, uh, the of speed uh, team get speed Porsche which qualified well it is the number two car uh, so therefore currently seventh with uh, Marek Bockman doing the driving. Ninth on the grid. Ninth on the grid, so gained a couple of spots in reality. Steve Yance did the opening bit of driving. He then handed over to Christopher Gerhardt, and Marek Bockman is doing the third of four stints. And we're nearing the point now where cars will think about stopping, but obviously they're trying to make the final stint as short as possible. As meanwhile, the Auto Arena Mercedes, the only... GT3 spec AMG in this weekend's entry is now all over the back of BMW number 36 and forces a mistake indeed from the 36 car running out wide there at Hohen Rhine and the BMW I think almost knowing it was going to pit at the end of this lap did not force the issue there allowed the Mercedes through and Mercedes number 13 goes across the line stays out whilst the BMW makes its third and final pit stop. Well I don't no, it's the fourth pit stop for the Falcon Horse BMW because that number 36 car has been in already. So, You're yes, right. it is. Uh, so that uh, car has had a troubled race. This is the total sponsor BMW from the Falcon Horse team, isn't it, 36? So that car has had a troubled race with a, um, I think that's its second unscheduled pit stop. Patrick Assenheimer at the wheel of the Mercedes, as you said, Johnny, goes through and takes the place. But at the end of this lap... Uh, the two Fricadelli Porsches in second and third places, the podium-placed cars, should both be in for scheduled stops because uh, they'll be aiming to go to the finish from here uh, with uh, the change of driver um, to Klaus Abelin for the 30, back to Felipe Laza for the 31, but both of them needing pit stops on this lap, whereas Jochen Krumbach can go right the way through to the end of lap 23. He's currently on his 21st lap, so he can do another two laps at the end of this one. Um, and as I say, that will have two advantages. One is it enables Krumbach to build the margin, but it also enables... Um, uh, the final pit stop to be a little bit shorter um, so as I say finely balanced but uh, provided Georg Weiss can uh, keep the pace up in the 22 Ferrari looking good for Ferrari at the moment and the code 60 at Schwabenschwanz involving car 153 is still in place so that was uh, that was the 153 car that was travelling slowly and the suggestion now is that the car's ground to a complete halt at Schwalbenschwanz and is now being covered by a slow zone, a code 60 for the recovery of that vehicle, one would presume. Into the pits has come the number 11 Ferrari, so this not the leading car, the car that started from pole position and 
We're reaching the point now on RS3, part of the Radio Show Limited network of channels, where we've got one hour to go of the third race of the year for the VLN Championship. So this is the 60th edition of the ADAC ADAS race. And inside the final 60 minutes now, Paul Truswell and Johnny Palmer. Tricky one this to, uh, to predict because there are cars on different strategies, cars on uh, slightly different patterns of pit stops too. Uh, it's looking good still for the Fricadelli Porsches, but we do know that they've got a pit earlier than the race leader. And car 31 is now coming down the Dottinger-Hur. So do we expect the two Porsches in second and third to pit at the end of this lap? Yes, we do. Right. Um, yeah, I was just waiting for them. Krumbach will go through. Uh, his lead reduced on the previous lap um, and indeed pretty much the same on this lap, I reckon. But whereas the Ferrari will stay on the start-finish straight, into the pits will come both Riccadelli Porsches, I reckon. Certainly we caught a quick glimpse on the stream there of the 31 car going into the pits. The 30 car is about 10 seconds behind it. Alex Muller will be handing it over to Klaus Abelen, uh, whereas Lance David Arnold will be handing the premium uh, driving uh, squad over to Felipe Laza. Jochen Krumbach, uh, an 8 minutes 07 on that last lap, not as quick as his quickest, which was done a couple of laps ago, but still going very nicely in the uh, white, silver and red flashes on the Ferrari. And the second Frigadelli Porsche also stops, as predicted by Paul Truswell, so Alex Muller will bring that car in. And that will be day done for Alex, who's done not a double stint together, but started the race for Fricadelli and is now has now been in for the third of four stints. Sabina Schmitz was uh, the meat in the sandwich, if you like, and it will be Klaus Abelin to finish the job in car number 30. 35 also coming into the pits. The uh, other Valkenhorst Motorsport BMW, Jonathan Hershey, Excuse me, Jonathan Hershey comes into the pits and Jens Klingman comes in with the Falcon BMW. So this is all to the advantage of Ferrari because mm -hmm. the final pit stop from Ferrari will be that much shorter. Yeah, so car number 35 comes to a halt, engine off and the team now working around the car. There's no great hurry though as they're going to change at least two tyres, possibly all four Yokohamas on this number 35 machine. And these pit stops are all done to a minimum pit stop time from pit in to pit out. So not a question of how quickly you can do the stop, more what can you actually do within, the, within that minimum time. And some of it involves cleaning the car. Certainly the mechanic on the nose of this BMW is just making sure there's no obvious tyre pickup blobs that uh, might be restricting the airflow into the engine and therefore engine cooling. At the number five Audi didn't come in on that lap no he went through and he will stay out until lap 23 the same as the 22 Jochen Krumbach Ferrari so um, the Audi is not yet out of this uh, and I was just trying to maintain the gap because he came through uh, what about 15 seconds behind now if he can stay out for two laps longer that could give him the 15 seconds that we need, he needs the Phoenix Audi team needs uh, and that will go back remember uh, Frank Stippler well, he may not hand it back to Vincent Cole, but uh, 
may stay in for the final stint and if it does then that car is in serious contention as well maybe not for the lead but certainly for a podium position um, if they would lead uh, Frank Stippler in the car um, cars right and left off the circuit there the uh, Peugeot RCZ I think that's where it was before wasn't it that uh, uh, Peugeot RCZ so it's yes. been parked on the outside of the um, is that the Bilstein S, uh, the final S before they go out onto the uh, Grand Prix, the uh, Nordschleife? Yes, and well, the car got wedged up on the kerb on the exit of the cut through and needed to be towed to a safer location. Now, whether the RCZ has limped its way round to the next corner and then conked out again, I'm not sure, but it hasn't really gained too much more. Uh, much momentum from that uh, initial problem and there was a clear off the driver's right as well from one of the smaller classes less powered powerful classes the 79 Porsche we haven't talked a great deal about now I seem to remember that was the third placed SP7 machine when I last checked and still is so the Cody Deck and Lurnert uh, driven 79 Porsche, they're all GT3 Cup cars in SP7 and it's a class led once again by number 70 from the 57 car, but the 57's getting such phenomenal fuel mileage uh, it uh, will, well, can it do it on two stops the whole race? Probably not but its second stop came two and a half hours in so it's going to be nip and tuck there between the 70 and the 57 car to the finish of this race. The 70 car has now made a third stop though and that happened at the beginning of this lap. So actually the 57 car might already be by and therefore will provide a really good race to the finish now between car 57 and car 70 with 79 unable to take the race now to its uh, rival SP7 cars but on course for a podium needing to be a little bit uh, cautious of where the 69 car is that's uh, sufficiently further de back down the road I think the gap's about a minute at the moment between the SP7 third and fourth place cars so that's something to be managed rather than be overly concerned about but, uh, it might be more than a minute just trying to check on the uh, sector tyres but um, as I say there's no danger of 79 or 69 switching places just at the early part but interestingly both of those cars have only made two stops whereas the two cars ahead in that class have well one has made three and the 57 car will surely have to stop one more time before the chequered flag meanwhile Ferrari number 139 an SP8 car trying to nip by the Honda Civic in the TCR division that's the SP8 so leader isn't it the uh, yes, 139 it car it's had a great run thus far the uh, Ferrari 458 and getting by the third-placed TCR machine, which is the Honda Civic Type R of Schmidt, Vergeli and Yearly. Car number 825. Uh, so, yes, all, all uh, Swiss driving lineup at Lubna Motorsports. And they were heading down into the Foxhole this lap whereas uh, the number 36 BMW is heading back across the line fresh from a pit stop at the start of this lap so that's out lap completed the car 36 currently ninth in class but uh, it's a little bit of a false order at the moment with some cars having stopped and others not 
Yeah, to be 22, uh, which uh, has only had two stops so far, but um, the two Fricadelli Porsches have now made their stop. So the gap yeah. is very large between first and second, but obviously the 22 car will be due in, well, trying to make this final stint as short as possible. That, that's right. So uh, the Ferrari will stay out for another lap at the end of this one. He won't have to come in at the end of this lap. He'll be able to keep going to the end of lap 23. He's currently 21 laps completed, so he'll complete this one and have one more to go. Uh, so will Frank Stippler at the wheel of the number five Audi, currently showing in sixth place on the screen, but in actual fact in second place on the road. I think he will also go through, take second place at the end of this lap and stay out and do another lap along with uh, Jochen Krumbach. I suspect that Frank Stippler will then stay at the wheel for the final stint of the race. Uh, that will enable the Audi, as I say, it won't be able to compete with the Ferrari because it's too far behind, but it will be in a position to compete against the two Piccadilly Porsches that made longest pit stops because they stopped earlier in the race. So uh, the two Frickadelli cars, uh, what are they? They're about 15 seconds apart from one another. Um, so, uh, and I would expect that to increase because Felipe Laza, I suspect he's going to be quicker than Klaus Abelin. Um, but uh, the disappointment, probably not the word, but uh, I expected to see the Valkenhorst BMWs performing better, but the 36 car, having had extra pit stops, has dropped down. The 35 car hasn't quite had the pace. Um, Jordan Presson started well, Hunter Abbott went well, and Jonathan Hershey, the car, has just dropped off the pace a little bit with Jonathan behind the wheel. The thing I noted that time through for car 36 the Volkenhorst BMW driven by driven by Henry Volkenhorst it was a little bit slow heading for the Bilstein left-hander and then out towards Advan Bogen as well the sector time indicates it almost about 10 seconds off the pace of the Ferrari that car's carrying a problem of some sort I'm quite sure of it as I say it's had these two extra pit stops Johnny yeah true Um, and even though it's done four pit stops it's going to need another pit stop before the end of the race I reckon so uh, the 36 still with a stop to do Andreas Siegler still hasn't driven the car right Uh, it seemed to pick up speed then heading towards the Vidal chicane and the left-hander out onto the Nordschleife, but almost as if it's an intermittent issue, perhaps electrical, which is causing a misfire or or similar sort of behaviour, and uh, the car's really struggling for speed coming out of the cut-through that time around. Same can't be said, though, for the fifth-placed SP7 car, which is number 73. Obviously another 911 GT3 cup car, as they all are in that class. And this is the team... Neun und Elf racing team entry for Jan Schleus and Dirk uh, Dirk Leesmeister. So that car not able to penetrate the top three in SP7, but showing good speed and looks great in a very simple livery, dark uh, dark blue or black with the body length stripes in the turquoise colours, almost similar to the nose of the Falcon Motorsport machines. Sadly, we only have one of those cars left in the race, with the four having a drama on the opening lap, and we're left with just the number three then, the BMW Falcon Motorsports entered car, having lost the Porsche early on. Leader has gone through onto his third... um, Third... um, 23rd lap, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, 
23rd lap then for the race leader. He's a minute and a half ahead of Frank Stippler. As I say, they'll both be in at the end of this lap, uh, and then it's going to be the battle between, as I say, I think what will happen is that the Audi pit stop will be shorter, and he'll be in amongst the uh, Porsches of uh, Klaus Abelan and Felipe Laza. Laza currently in being shown in third place, but as I say, I think uh, uh, we may get um, the Audi up onto the podium by the end of the race. Jonathan Hershey in the number 35 uh, BMW, having just made his pit stop, um, maybe um, will be... Uh, no, I was going to say he uh, could be challenged by the number 3 BMW, but they both made their pit stops. The Falcon Horse BMW and the um, Falcon Tires BMW both made their pit stops at the same time. Perhaps an indication of quite how dominant the 70 and the 57 Porsches are. They both just lapped the fifth-place car in their class. So, I mean, that's not just done on pure speed, uh, as, yes, driver heart rate is measured in, the, in this car. Well, it should be measured. The problem is it reads zero, which is never good. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure the driver of the number two car is very, very he's, chilled out. He's definitely moving. Marek Bockman. I can see he's moving. Yeah, and the, and the car is going through the corners as it should do. So some steering input, which would indicate slightly better heart rate than the monitors uh, suggest. He's at 0% stress level, but 0% heart rate. They're not plugged in, would be my <laughs> estimate. Uh, but yeah, car 57 has just stuck a lap on the fifth place car in SP7, which is car number 73. And that means that the, the 70 car that leads SP7 must also be a lap clear of car 73 as well so it's getting rather spaced out now in sp7 but certainly not between the overall leaders and certainly not between the number two car with the very chilled out driver and the number 13 mercedes which those two cars now go side by side heading towards tiergarten at the end of the lap and hohenrein they zigzag their way through that ever tightening chicane and will burst back onto the main start finish straight Presumably both cars will stay out. Yes, they do. And it's still two ahead of 13. But the Mercedes tucking into the slipstream of the number two car, needing to be careful of a Black Falcon Cayman rejoining the race from its most recent pit stop. The Cayman so, so careful not to cross the blend line there and go straight onto the racing line. You get a penalty if you do do that. And also, well, there's no rule about crossing the blend line in the opposite direction. You always need to be a little bit cautious back cars coming back out from a stop to give them racing room there's a real pinch point down into turn one as the trajectories of a rejoining car and the car already on full song tend to meet right in the middle of turn one and two car 22 the more red of the two Wockenspiegel team Monschau Ferraris leads the way by a minute and a half but uh, that Ferrari will have to come in to serve its final pit stop some much-needed fuel at the end of the next lap. So, at the end of this lap, the end of this lap. Beg your yeah. pardon. So we've had the we've had the, the uh, lap that you talked about, and this is the next lap then. <laughs> uh, In, indeed, by which time we'll be down to around about uh, 40, 38 minutes to go. Um, a slow first sector though for Jochen Krumbach on this lap. I noticed now whether that was because of an incident that he had to slow down for but it's about 15 seconds slower. 
was pretty well spotted. Must have been, um, unless it was a mistake from Krumbachis. He had to come up on the screen. But uh, yes, that certainly was a slow first sector. And got it back up uh, to speed again through sector three. Made a good uh, second and a half up in sector three. But uh, um, the crucial thing is um, how long they're going to spend in the pits and how far up uh, the two Fricadelli Porsches are going to be able to get. I don't think they're going to be able to uh, get back out but the point is, particularly for Felipe Laza, uh, he could well be lapping more quickly than um, Gail Weiss, who's going to be getting into the Ferrari because uh, that's uh, not to put a shadow, but uh, Gail Weiss wouldn't claim to be as quick as Joachim Krumbach is and uh, it uh, will be um, putting the pressure on Gail Weiss to really put the uh, Ferrari um, keep the Ferrari's lap times up because he'll have Frank Stippler um, about a minute behind him and uh, then Felipe Laza also ran about uh, 40, 45 seconds behind him I reckon as the uh, last phase of the race pans out now at right turn lover indicating there was a code 60 on the Grand Prix Strecker a little while ago one that ended five minutes ago so does that give us a reason why? right, because uh, that was about the time that Grumbach was going through the Grand Prix Strecker. This okay. is a problem with these yellow flag zones because they can affect one car and with Frank Stippler being a minute and a half behind, by the time he got there, um, the, um, the yellows had been taken away. So uh, there's a gain of about 15 seconds uh, out of the minute and a half that Stippler is behind, uh, handed to him on a plate straight away as he went through there. Yeah. So down the Dottinger Hur with fluid on the windscreen for one of the cars. Now, that might not be precipitation. I'm sure it isn't, but it may be fluid from a car from earlier on in the race, maybe splattering some kind of uh, liquid or windscreen fluid over the screen. It's uh, restricting said car a little bit in terms of visibility. But the race leader... Isn't affected by that, and as you say, has now come into the pits for the final time. Brand new, or at least refitted Michelins. It might be slightly older tyres from earlier on in the race that are being rebolted to the car, or they may have kept some brand new Michelins back for this to be a very quick stint for uh, for Georg Weiss. So where is Frank Stippler? He will be coming down pit lane. Uh, 90 seconds he'll be coming down pit lane probably just before the Ferrari leaves so the two of them will be in the pits together uh, and then we've got to wait about another two minutes before we get the two Fricadelli Porsches coming through they're separated by about 40 seconds as I say Felipe Laza and Klaus Abilam the two drivers of the 31 and 30 Porsches they're not going to be able to keep up, or they're not really going to be able to get ahead of the Ferrari whilst it's in the pits. But what they are going to be able to do is to possibly put the pressure on Georg Weiss. Audi in the pits as well. Frank Stippler, I reckon Johnny, is staying behind the wheel. So uh, good performance from Vincent Kolb, but he um, stays in the garage at the moment. Yeah. He's done his driving, and he has to do five laps in order to qualify. And uh, so Frank will take the car all the way to the chequered flag might be Vincent who's just peering into the cab and uh, having a word with Frank Stippler possibly yep. uh, 23 years old from Frankfurt now 
at time certain clock says uh, I did hear a report of a, from a fan at Vipperman that there is a little bit of light rain in the air now I suggested that one of the cars coming down the Dottinger had evidence of moisture on the windscreen and what I'm trying to do now is work out whether the Audi is carrying a little bit of rainwater anywhere on the car but conversation between Frank Stippler and Vincent Kolb now has been completed I'm sure the plan was always to keep Frank at the wheel but just a little bit of conversation about maybe how the car is doing and adjustment to set up for Frank Stippler probably for the future more than this race Stippler very very experienced at the wheel of an Audi as, uh, as we all should know so through into second place meanwhile has gone Felipe Laza uh, at the wheel of the 31 Fricadelli Porsche so he's gone through whilst the Audi is stationary in the pits but I reckon that Stippler is going to get out before Klaus Abelin goes through in the second of the two Fricadelli uh, Porsches so it kind of has panned out as I thought it might off goes the Audi takes off like a scalded cat out of the pit box there or that may well have just been our screen that made it look as though it was uh, taking off very quickly but uh, Stippler then stays behind the wheel he goes out now of the pits and Klaus Abelin still hasn't come through so it is the order Ferrari Porsche Audi first second and third with a little over half an hour of this race to run Johnny yes and Paul rubs his hands with glee wondering which way this will go. Where is the pendulum swinging next? There's a slight sort of glisten to the top of the road surface at uh, Mercedes Arena, although no indication yet that it is raining there. The headlights might just be due to do with the fact that it's a slightly overcast day. The headlights might be sparkling a little bit more off the road surface, but it's Vipperman and then the area in and around that that uh, if anything is affected by a passing shower, no more serious than that. But Brunchen and Flatsgarten could be treacherous as well, or we may just be at the stage where the rain has fallen and not really affected the road surface. But Frank Stippler will encounter whatever, whatever he will out on the Nordschleifer, together with the race leader, and, uh, the Fozzie Bear 677 BMW still carrying the damage from early on in the race just coming into Tiergarten and Hohenrein it does look rather dull overhead BMW massively taped up now sort of walking wounded car uh, is overtaken by both the Mercedes of Auto Arena and the Gigaspeed Get Speed Porsche that have uh, been circulating at close quarters for the last few laps. This is what makes uh, racing on the Nordschleife so much fun, isn't it? Because you need to be able to sense how much grip is available. Um, and just because you went quickly at a particular place last lap doesn't mean to say you're going to be able to go quickly at it again this lap. So uh, you need to have that sensitivity. You need to have the ability to read the road, how much grip it's going to be able to give you at any point around the circuit. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Frank Schnippler certainly uh, the man for the job in that sense. So the 960 Porsche Cayman definitely showing signs of some moisture on the windscreen. But this is the car that I talked about earlier on as well. And there is no indication that the driver wants to turn the windscreen wipers on. So maybe that's been there for a good few laps now. And might just be from, as I say, cars that have picked up 
bits of gunk from the road surface and then thrown them in the, the direction of the 960 machine. But you can still pick out the road in front, so nothing really to concern at 960 Porsche. 960 car is one of many Cup 3 machines. That's the class leader, the Boer Grosser von Danwitz combination that leads Cup 3 from the 940 entry and third in Cup 3 is the 959 machine. 959 is a car run by Schmickler Performance. It's uh, Ivan Jacquemar, Claudius Kach and Kai Reimer. Reimer to be more specific. So that's 959 currently third in Cup 3. Number two, Porsche. Flat six you can hear in the background. Heading now for Flugplatz. The Auto Arena Mercedes isn't very far away, just a bit further up the road. And uh, the two PMWs from the touring car classes deciding to change from one side of the road to the other. That actually benefited the driver of number two, though, and was able to duck by at Flugplatz with very little time lost. In car number two, Marek Bockman, understanding the situation brilliantly well there. He's got ground to try and make up, though, on the Mercedes, which is disappearing a little bit up the road. They'll concertina up into Arenberg, though. Now, surely the visibility from this 960 Porsche is getting worse and worse. It's very tricky to pick out the road in front. I'm starting to wonder whether that's actually a leak from the car itself. Uh, yes, it's uh, it's a leak of some sort, whether it's a leak from the car itself or he's just been up the front, uh, up the behind a car that uh, has lunged its engine. Not sure, but uh, yeah, certainly uh, visibility... Uh, not ideal from that car, but uh, equally, it, if it is oil, then you don't want to be putting any uh, wipers on because that'll just smear it across the uh, smear it across the screen. It must be so tempting, but I know exactly what you mean. You're just going to make it ten times worse. Brake lights in the distance from the number 57 car, and car 57. Now, is that showing signs of catching the SP7 leader? 57 has still only pitted twice and is second in the SP7 class. The 70 car, three pit stops under its belt, and I think, uh, yeah, it's come in at the end of that lap. Let's just check. The letter F. Uh, okay. F just means finish line, so that oh, just fine. means that he's gone through right. um, the 57 car, the car that was started so well by Manuel Metzger, uh, just coming on to the straight now, and we'll have one more pit stop to do, but again... Um, leaving it as late as possible. Um, there's no point in coming in at this point because um, the, the closer you are to the end of the race, the shorter your final pit stop can be. Um, that's driven by the regulations more than anything. Purely driven by the regulations as a table, which tells you how long your final pit stop uh, has to be. Um, what is slightly uh, puzzling to me... No, no, the 70 has already made his final pit stop, hasn't he? So that's why... Uh, the Hamprechts and Sturzberg have uh, got the lead of the class and having made their final pit stop as well so that's uh, a good margin there 960 is in and maybe we shouldn't be too surprised about this is the problem for the windscreen getting worse or is the 960 car just due a pit stop but this is the class leading machine in Cup 3 so really doesn't have any time to lose it wants to get 
a, the biggest trophy in the Cup 3 division. Let's see what the team do. Surely they're going to have a go at cleaning the windscreen for said driver. And the fuel is going in. Ah, oh, tear off. Bliss, finally. <laughs> because the driver all of a sudden can see through a brand new windscreen pretty much. And the difference is night and day for the 960 car. So that was just a question of having to live with a huge problem, trying to remember where the road goes. I mean, that's difficult enough uh, around this place, remembering which corner follows which. Uh, but when you can't see the road in front, that must be a nightmare. Anyway, it's solved, and this final stint must be well, will be much more comfortable, I'm sure. And uh, confirmation just coming through, although a few minutes ago, that uh, there is light rain... Um, on the east side of the uh, racetrack um, and the east side is Wippermann, Brunschen um, could be as far east or going as far as the uh, Carousel and the Stefan Bedolf S so uh, the kind of sector um, sector 4 is uh, the sector in which the rain is apparently just beginning to fall yes uh, one or two reports suggesting only slight drops of rain at this stage, but uh, certainly affecting one end of the circuit, and predominantly the rest of the lap is dry, so I think the best bet is just to live with it, really, on the slick tyres, deal with the mile or two that's affected by wet weather, and uh, push on through. On the Grand Prix loop is Gail Weiss at the wheel of the race-leading Ferrari, but only 11 seconds behind him now is the Fricadelli Porsche, Felipe Laza, lapping a lot quicker than the Ferrari. Gail Weiss still dialing himself in, of course, but uh, Felipe Laza, as I say, he's a more experienced racing driver than uh, uh, Georg is. So uh, at the moment, Laza is going quicker, uh, and Frank Stippler has gone through as well now in third place and he's only 30 seconds behind Felipe Lars and I remember that gap was a minute and a half before they made the pit stops um, between Gale, well, between the Ferrari and the Audi it was a minute and a half uh, and Frank Stippler um, his pit stop time exactly the same as the Ferraris but he's partly by virtue of getting that little bit of a lucky break with the yellow flag that you noticed Johnny yeah. um, but uh, also as a result of faster driving I think we've got a good race on here uh, how long have we got half an hour to go uh, and we've got 10 seconds separating the first two and another thir 30 seconds separating third from fourth this is just for the overall positions we don't have to worry about the class positions. Felipe Laza, the 29-year-old, has raced with uh, Traum Motorsport in the past. That would have been with the Glickenhaus cars, the SCG003. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was in 2017, but it's done lots of Nürburgring 24 hours through the years. Uh, started in SP9s and, uh, in fact, uh, early days of his career were, were done in small hatchback cars like Polos and Seat Leons as well. But uh, Nürburgring this year raced it with the Fricadelli team and is back for another VLN. Did he? I don't know if your screen there tells you, but I've got a feeling he might have even put the Glickenhaus on pole position the year that the Glickenhaus got pole position. Um, 
can't remember who was driving it, but uh, it might have actually been Felipe who was driving the car uh, when the Glickenhaus... I think that was Jeff Westphal. Yes, it was. You're right. No, you're right. Only because we talked about it last month when we were doing the 24 hours. There is damage now on the Arvia Racing Aston Martin. This is the car that was battling for the SP10 lead and with car 828, the BMW M4. And that could explain, Johnny, why it's dropped back to... Um, about 30 seconds adrift in the second place of the class. It's still second in SP10, uh, but it has dropped back the last time I looked at it to about half a minute behind. Right, so SP10 now firmly in the hands of the Eichenberg Mettler BMW M4 GT4. And at the moment, the Aston hangs on to second in SP10, but it's another BMW M4 breathing down its neck in a way. There's a minute gap, I reckon, between the second-place SP10 and the third-place SP10, yes. So car 180 is one for the 188 driver to look out for. Car 180, as I say, is a BMW M4. Drivers being Torsten Krutz, Stefan Bayer and Emin Akata. Emin Akata, the uh, German based driver too, although Torsten Kratz is Austrian and again it's a team secured Talk Rennsport BMW M4 exactly the same as the class leader, BMW number 36 nearing the end of another lap so this will be for the Volkenhorst BMW to put 24 laps in the book after a good start for this BMW it has dropped very slightly away and that's probably because it's a Masters entered BMW, so doesn't necessarily have the strength in depth as far as its driver combination is concerned. Rudy Adams now driving, though. Pretty sure Rudy started the car as well in the race. Yeah, I'm not sure that Andreas Siegler has uh, been at the wheel. If he has been at the wheel, then the screen didn't update itself to tell us that right. uh, he was at the wheel. But uh, I think in addition to being a Masters class car, that car has also been delayed by uh, an extra pit stop and I think possibly is going to have another pit stop before the end of the race. So um, that is still uh, a position currently ninth, you said, Johnny, uh, that it could lose before the end of the race. Although having said that, the next car back is the leading SP7 uh, car, which is a long way back, more than a minute behind. The other thing I note about Rudy Adams is, not sure how much experience there's been at the wheel of a an M6, because Rudy traditionally driving the Z4 for Volkenhorst, certainly in VLN2. And let's have a look, stretching way back to April, which have been VLN1. Yeah, I think again in the, yeah, the older Z4, so getting more and more used to the newer GT3 machinery place is a decent position for a Masters car to be, currently leading that segment of the SP9 the various arms of SP9 these days, Pro, Premium and Masters Georg Weiss in a premium car premium driver combination car on lap 25 though, has this gap of just over 10 seconds but that's being sliced into on this lap by Philippe Laza who is certainly chasing down now the number 22 Ferrari. Laps are running out, minutes are running out. We're down to the final 25 minutes of this race. But bear in mind, in VLNs, 
the chequered flag comes out at the end of the the completed lap after the chequered flag, so it doesn't come straight out like the 24 hours of Nürburgring. Exactly right, but uh, I reckon we should be looking out on the screens because uh, Felipe Laza, um, if he's not past Georg Weiss already, he will be past Georg by the end of this lap. He is lapping so much quicker. The gap was 11 seconds at the beginning of the lap. Uh, well, um, Felipe took five seconds out of Georg in sector two, a further five seconds out in sector three, waiting for the sector four time to come up still. That's the longer sector. Um, and I think he could well be through ahead of the Ferrari before the end of this lap. Um, I, I did say that uh, it was going to be a challenging time for Georg and the cushion um, that um, Jochen Krumbach gave Georg was as big as it possibly could have been really uh, and it was a shorter pit stop than the Fricadelli Porsche uh, took but nevertheless uh, Felipe Laza is just that much quicker he does in fact come through on the screen ahead of Georg Weiss then um, quite comfortably so and the question now be is can Frank Stippler come through and take second place uh, away from Gail Weiss as well because uh, that gap was 48 seconds at the beginning of this lap he's not be able to do it on this lap but uh, still with 20 minutes of the race remaining uh, Frank um, with a potential podium place in any case but possibly the second place spot uh, available for the Audi Phoenix Audi driver the Subaru BRZ, which runs second in SP3, is now heading towards the Bilstein curve. And then the very fast right-hander to head down the hill towards Advan Bogen. Looked a bit second-hand to me, that car. It did. It's, yeah, it's carrying damage on the right-hand side. It might just be the, the door skin that has started to peel back. There's even more second-hand-looking car, though, behind it with a very crumpled front end of either a Renault Clio or a Renault Megane. That, that gives you an indication of quite how damaged it is because I really couldn't tell which one it was. But uh, that looked like it had uh, been in uh, the barrier somewhere. Anyway, car 22, race leader, and being caught hand over fist. No, it's changed. It's, it's changed. Through, they've come through at the end of the lap. You're right. It, it is now Felipe Laza that leads the way. 7.4 uh, seconds, no less. Wow, so uh, you said he was taking chunks out of the lap time for Felipe Laza and got the move done. Well, probably in that fourth sector because he was a full eight seconds faster through sector four was uh, Felipe Laza in the number 31 Fricadelli Porsche. Yes, he was already ahead by the time they got onto the Dottingahoa. So, uh, yeah, so to Porsche leads from Ferrari and Audi. Now, what can Frank Stippler do? He's got 40 seconds of a disadvantage at the moment. Uh, on the last lap, Frank Stippler was 15 seconds faster than Georg Weiss. He's got 20 minutes of the race remaining. Can Frank Stippler take second place? Mm, that's the next question. And that Audi has not been hanging around all the way through the opening three hours and 40 minutes just over 20 to go plus the final lap as well and that, that might equal you know a couple of seconds it might be a full eight minutes that we have to extend the race by depending on where the leader is when the time reaches zero car 73 a sp7 porsche is overtaken by the number 35 bmw that's by far the better placed vulcan horse motorsport bmw you would expect that being a pro driving lineup as opposed to the 36, which is a masters driving lineup. Rudy Adams still at the wheel of car 36. Driving the 35 is Jonathan Hershey. 
lights frantically flashing here to make aware that uh, he wants to come through. The Porsche driver there staying sensibly off the racing line to allow Jonathan through just before the Vidal chicane. Car 34 now turning left and turning right. So 20 minutes still on the clock. The race leader is somewhere in the middle sector. So it might be a fairly close run thing, this. There'll be one more lap and then probably only two more. And, yeah, it's about 60. It's up to 28, so uh, that would be about right, wouldn't it? It would. I was thinking probably about five more minutes for this lap to see Philippe Laza over the line. That would leave 15 minutes, and therefore it takes you 16 minutes to do two laps. So there shouldn't be too much more of the race needed before the chequered flag is displayed. Patrick Assenheimer comes into the pits with the 13 Mercedes, the Auto Arena Motorsport entered car. That was the car, remember, that had the pit stop on the very first lap or at the end of the very first lap. That's uh, coming in for its final stop now. And as I say, that was kind of always going to be on the cards that it would have to make a fourth pit stop. It's in the pits now for that fourth pit stop. And so in any case had uh, dropped um, down to seventh place before it made that pit stop and will probably drop outside the top ten by the time uh, it gets going again. No, it'll drop down to tenth place, in fact. As Marek Bockman turns left now onto the hats and back, having just put a lap on the Ferrari 458, car number 139. And still the SP8 leader is that older-shaped Ferrari with the naturally aspirated four-and-a-half-litre engine, V8, as opposed to the 488, which uh, had led the race, now down to second place, which is the uh, twin-turbocharged variety of the prancing horse these days. But, uh, that car for Bockman uh, has just made up a place as a result of the pit stop from Assenheimer, so uh, that has moved up to seventh place overall. Uh, not sure that it's going to be able to make very much more progress than that. Uh, the next car ahead of him is uh, Klaus Abelin, in fact, in the uh, Fricadelli Porsche. But uh, he is, yes, over a minute up the road. So I think uh, that's not going to be possible for Bachmann to uh, claim that position back. Rescue unit out on track and aided by another of the Audi SUV intervention vehicles with the amber light bar fully illuminated. So I'm not sure why that was out on track. Although our friends, keeping an eye on the tracker, might have an answer. Ticker confirms car 711 crashed at Schwedenkreuz. 24 minutes to go, that was. And there is a code 60, or at least there was, at Schwedenkreuz. Now, I reckon that was the cars that had dealt with the incident leaving the scene. So it might be that the speed restriction has now been lifted. But Schwedenkreuz, the very fast left-hander just before Arenberg, which is the... 90 degree right which uh, takes you underneath the pedestrian bridge and down into the foxhole and at right turn lover tweeting to at rsl underscore studio including the hashtag vln3 uh, expected the 31 porsche to overtake the 22 somewhere in the in the fourth sector that's exactly what happened and the move had been made prior to the cars returning to the start finish line via the dottinger hurt Mark 5 Golf, number 300, is just now weaving its way through Tiergarten and Hohenrein and is about to be lapped by BMW Cup 5 
car number 672. And the Bonk Motorsport machine of Thomas Leher. Can't quite get the move done. Should be able to do it now in under braking, though. And, yes, yeah, 672 puts a lap on the Mark V VW Golf number 300. Quite close on the road between the class-leading SP8 car and the uh, KTM Crest. KTM Crespo, KTM Crossbow, uh, car number 930, which leads the uh, Cup X class. That's Dennis Trebing uh, driving the Crossbow, and uh, he is not very far uh, behind the, let's say, the SP8 leading Ferrari 458, car number 139. But that one, he put the kibosh on that car. Uh, the Racing One, Christian Kohlhaas and Stefan Kohler, uh, Ferrari 458. It's had a good little run in the SP8 class. Car that has uh, a class that is uh, nicely uh, nicely balanced. There's uh, the SP8 has a Porsche GT3, a Lexus RCF, a Ferrari 458, and two BMWs. But even the two BMWs are different. There's an M3, uh, the other one being a 150. So uh, every car different in that class. It's Dominic Destry, we reckon, that's had a moment at Schwedenkreuz. And actually, according to the tracker, the Code 60 is still out covering that area. So the fast left-hander just before Arenberg, still speed-restricted as the crashed 711 BMW is being recovered, I'm sorry to say. So that car presumably too badly damaged to limp further around the lap. Problem is it's a long, long way from home in the early part of the Nordschleife. Porsche, in fact two of the Porsches now reaching the end of this lap. One of them may be car 57. Is it still second place for car 57? Should be, yeah. With the 70 car, yes, it's about, well, just under two minutes now between them. So, no, more than that. Uh, no, just under two minutes. I was right first time. The 70 car leading the 57 machine there. And they're just about clinging on, by the looks of things, to the lead lap overall. Although the leader goes back across the line now... Car 31, 14 and a half minutes left on the clock, eight and a half minutes to do a lap, so this will be the penultimate lap, I reckon. Uh, it being lap 26 just completed, so we'll get 27 and 28, so that's uh, just about right. Um, However, look out behind, though, because Frank Stippler still closing in on Georg Weiss. Two laps to go, and I reckon the gap is down to about 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Georg Weiss has just come across the line now, uh, waiting for Frank Stippler with the Phoenix Audi to cross the line. The gap's down to 10 seconds. Wow. So 10 seconds separates the, foot, the second and third place cars. Now, on that last lap, Stippler uh, managed to take 20 seconds off, so... Um, even though there are only two laps to go, this lap plus another one, Frank Stippler has the pace, uh, or at least he has had the pace, but past performance is no guidance to what's going to happen, as it keeps on saying on my mortgage statement. Um, then uh, Frank Stippler should be in a position to take second place in the remaining last couple of laps of this race. Ten seconds gained through sector three, and just about ten seconds through sector four too. So that's where the bulk of the damage was done. As far as Georg Weiss is concerned, just doesn't have the single lap speed that Frank Stippler is able to offer. Remember, this won't actually affect the points going towards the 22 car, even if the overtake was pulled off because 
the five car, the best of the pro combination at the moment. Uh, so Georg Weiss and the rest of his driving crew set to lose points on the 31 Porsche. But as long as they keep behind them the number 13 Mercedes, which looks very likely, they'll still be on course for second place points in the premium SP9 category. But it does mean we've got a cracking race on our hands for the final lap and a bit between a chasing Phoenix Audi in third position and the number 22 Ferrari currently hanging on to second. Two changes behind that as well, uh, because Alex Imperatore in the number three, the Falcon Tires BMW M6, if it is still him, um, it probably is because Jens Klingman did the first half of the race, Alexander Imperatore during the second part of the race. Uh, Imperatore has moved ahead of Klaus Abelin in the Frikadelli Porsche, and Klaus Abelin in the Frikadelli Porsche has moved ahead of Jonathan Hershey, who uh, came in... Um, no, in fact, uh, that car didn't have an extra stop, did it? So Jonathan Hershey in the Valkenhorst BMW, the dark blue car, um, strikes me, is uh, getting slower and slower. That was a 9 minutes 11 lap on that last lap for Jonathan Hershey. So he lost an awful lot of time in the fourth sector. Um, and so Jonathan Hershey slipping to sixth place. And now... Um, I don't know whether I was, going to, I was saying earlier on that uh, Marek Bockman wasn't going to be able to make any further places up. Well, um, he's in seventh. He might be able to close on sixth place before the end of this race because it's a very disappointing uh, time from Jonathan Hershey. The 450 BMW Z4 with a technical defect in the Schwalbenschwanz area. Now, there's no indication whether that car has come to a complete halt or whether it's just touring home, but uh, the only Z4 in the entry this weekend, the Larby and Koppel-driven BMW Z4 3-litre SI, having to be nursed back to the pit lane, which is a real shame. The car 450 is a V5 machine and was running, well, inside the top five at times. It's now slipped back to sixth, and that situation could get worse. Over the rise goes the number 35 car, hard onto the brakes. This is uh, heading now through Flugplatz. And right-hander straight afterwards, which is, well, Kittelbacher Hur and then Flugplatz itself. And then down towards Schwedenkreutz, which marks the five-kilometre marker on the Nordschleifer. So... Yes, the Code 60 is definitely still in place at Schwedenkreutz. That is there to deal with the stricken BMW car number 711. Extra pit stop for the third place car in SP7, number 79. The um, Czech Republic entered Porsche 911 GT3 Cup car for Milan Konidec and Marcus Lerner. Uh, having to make one final pit stop, 10 minutes, less than 10 minutes of the race remaining. So it'll get out and probably get another lap after this. Meanwhile, it's the third place, that's the that's 79 third place, Porsche, SP7, I think. Seven that's just come out, I think. That's right. Uh, that's the 79 car. Yeah. Just getting the left side wheels right on the blend line there. Hopefully a blind eye will be turned to that. The last thing you want is a very late penalty, but uh, so important to stay the right side of that line that uh, designates 
very last bit of pit lane out from the regular racetrack and cars leaving the pits strictly told not to cross that blend line on safe for safety reasons so that you don't drift across the nose of a car that is at full speed anyway the white rather the yellow and black car with the white uh, race numbers heads out of the cut through and remains in third position trying to chase down car 70 and car 57 but uh, just a question of keeping that car on the straight and narrow I think to get third step on the podium the 70 car due across the line at any moment to complete its 26th lap Meanwhile, the 266 car has had to come in for a very late stop. Car 266 is entered in the SP4T division. That will make it the only SP4T car. Yes, uh, there's one SP4, there's one SP4T, but the Porsche Cayman of Peter Bonk and Marco van Ramschort about to rejoin in a livery that looks a little bit like the factory colours that Porsche ran uh, a few seasons ago before things like the Pink Pig and uh, the replica Rothmans uh, livery were dreamt of at least as a callback obviously they are much older liveries in reality so the leading SP7 car goes through as you said he would uh, Johnny the number 70 car and uh, he is the last car on the lead lap so uh, we've got 10 cars uh, still on the lead lap. I always find it amazing that uh, even after a four-hour race, um, the field of 140, what was it, 146 cars took the start um, of the whole field. Um, you only get 10 cars on the lead lap, even with a lap the size, the length of the Nürburgring. So less than a lap of time left on the clock, seven minutes still to go. The race leader will complete the lap that he's on and then go on to his last lap. It's still Felipe Laza leading the way. Gail Weiss in second place, but being closed upon by Frank Stippler in the Phoenix Audi in third place. And then Alex Imperatori with the Falcon Tires BMW. Wouldn't have betted on that at the beginning of the race. That being the leading BMW ahead of the two Falcon Horst cars, one of which had problems, the 36 car, and the 35 car, which just has faded away. Um, and I think, say, Jonathan Hershey um, has had some kind of technical problem as well on the 35 car. 31 leading the race heading into Tiergarten then for the penultimate time and will head across the line with six minutes remaining on the clock this lap is going to be eight and a half minutes roughly speaking depending on how much traffic how many incidents the 31 car encountered it was an eight minutes 34.6 second lap for Felipe Laza who is comfortably now ahead of Georg Weiss Will it be Frank Stippler, though, the next car through? Car number five for Phoenix Racing. Because, again, significant chunks have been taken out of Georg Weiss's advantage on this lap by the number five Audi. Waiting for those cars to appear at the end of lap 27, then. And, yes, Stippler goes through to confirm that second position, then, for the Stippler-Vincent-Kolb combination. Kolb getting more and more used to GT3 machinery. And what better mentor could you wish for than Frank Stippler when it comes to Audi R8 LMSs? So Stippler over the line 
and he's now, well, not a huge margin in front, just three seconds his advantage over the number 22 Ferrari. Yes, it was a 10-lap stint for Vincent Kolb in the middle of the race, the rest of the race having been done uh, by Frank Stippler. And uh, the gap now for Frank Stippler, and interestingly, he is closing. He was a second uh, a lap quicker on that last lap than Felipe Laza was. But uh, it is nevertheless, uh, I think that's going to be too much. I mean, 33 seconds on the last lap is uh, beyond Frank Stippler. So uh, we are looking at what is uh, likely to be a Porsche Audi Ferrari one two three with the Falcon tyres BMW in fourth place and then another Porsche in fifth place and a BMW in sixth. Disappointing for the Assenheimer uh, Autosport, the Arena Autos Auto Arena Autos Auto Arena Motorsport. Basically, it's an Assenheimer car, yes. um, but uh, that Mercedes, the uh, best of the. Um, rest of the manufacturers if you will uh, looks like it's only going to end up being in about 88th place by the end of the race and early concern that there may be the need for barrier repairs at Schwedenkreuz after the incident involving car 711 has been allayed because six minutes to go all areas are now clear and there are no code 60s at all that was my only thought about Frank Stippler maybe being able to catch the 31 car if, if we had one of those scenarios where the 31 gets caught behind one of the smaller touring car machines into the yellow flag zone which warns drivers that are about to enter a 120 and a, and a code 60 area and then you can't overtake uh, and that will really condense the 30 seconds but thankfully for fans of Lance David Arnold and Felipe Laza the 31 car should now have a clear run through Schwedenkreuz and Arenberg and should just about be able to retain the bulk of that 33 second lead despite Frank Stippler's best efforts I mean he was a second quicker last time around but that's just not enough no, and, I, and I think that's fair enough really because uh, the way the Frickadelli uh, car has gone in uh, the hands of Felipe Laza Lance David Arnold um, Lance David for a long time a Mercedes regular but certainly a, a Nordschleife specialist and uh, they've gone extremely well in this race thus far and uh, are say it um, certainly deserving their place at the head of the field at the moment to run uh, run a great race and despite those earlier pit stops that the two Avalon cars the two Frickadelli cars had to make um, they were able to um, overcome the advantage that the Ferrari had by having a later stop and therefore a shorter final pit stop so Still the bulk of the Nordschleifer still to get around. They are in the middle sector now, which takes cars generally 2 minutes 20 seconds to do. And it's Georg Weiss slipping to third position in the number 22 Ferrari from Alex Imperatore's number 3 Falcon Motorsports BMW. Then the second of the Frickadelli Porsches, driven by Klaus Abelin, car 30. Jonathan Hershey, the number 35 Falcon Horse Motorsport BMW, is sixth, ahead of Marek Bockmann, in the car whose engine you can hear in the background the number two gigaspeed team get speed performance and Porsche carrying all these cameras and sensors as well some of which may not have been switched on at the start of the race though so don't get overly concerned about the driver's heart rate <laughs> signifying or indicating zero it'll be a lot more than that in reality BPI BPM so that car currently seventh and then in eighth position is the Auto Arena Mercedes that we talked about. It'd be nice to have a few more AMGs in the VLNs in future, but I do fully recognise that 
the cars uh, or the ra rather the races are very well subscribed at the start of the year in the lead up to the Nürburgring 24 then you get this natural drop-off but uh, there's surely room in the calendar for the bigger teams later on in the year to make room for a few more VLNs. Uh, I'm quite sure of it and of course uh, the other advantage reasons that people have for doing the VLN races is that it gives you uh, points towards your uh, Nordschleife permit so if you want to do the, the Nürburgring 24 hours next year then uh, doing some races in the VLN towards the end of this year is a good idea um, but the other thing is uh, that in the lower classes I think that's where where the interest is going to lie because we've got the BMW Cup 5 class which uh, provides some great races and a big helping of points uh, and the other one to look out for is the V4 class because that's where uh, the um I won't say the champ. Yeah, I think the championship leaders currently. I'm not going to say the overall champions, but uh, the V4 um, currently providing a lot of interest as well because a lot of people want to uh, participate because you get a lot of points for winning in V4. So uh, it's worth doing. The clock now is at zero because it's six minutes past four in Germany, six minutes past three in the UK. We started this race a little behind time, but the checkered flag is now being unfurled and prepared ready to receive most likely the 31 Porsche which is somewhere in the longest sector of the lap now sector 4, BMW still overlapping and remember these BMWs that are nearing the end of the Dottinger Hur will have another lap to look forward to yet, anybody that uh, is immediately in front of the race leader will have to go round again when the chequered flag is displayed and car 73 Looks to be maybe out of the race on this final lap. That was the car that was fifth in SP7 and actually a lap off the pace in that classification. But uh, 73 off the road, and I'm not entirely sure where that was. It was near one of the camera points, so maybe on the Grand Prix strecker or the early part of the Nordschleifer. Cars still, race leaders that is, still somewhere in the penultimate sector of the lap as the 35 BMW, sixth on the road, reaches the Caracciola Carousel, bumping its way through that concrete section and out the other side, careful not to be slowed by a BMW touring car type machine. And the race leader now appears on the Dottinger Hur then for the first, for the final time rather, just the one headlight functioning. And indeed, just one splitter light as well, almost as if all the wiring on that front right corner is a bit glitchy, but it will not matter. I think actually over the course of the day, quite possibly, that whole front right wing section's been replaced because it doesn't match the rest of the paint job. But it's perfect for us commentators in identifying the 31 over the 30. And the 31 car has just had a really good run through each of the four stints, whether it's been driven by Lance David Arnold or by... Philippe Laza and it'll be Felipe Fernandez Laza to bring this car then to the finish to take victory in VLN3 and it's a, another victory for a Porsche as we had in the opening round but a very different team with the Avalon prepared Fricadelli Racing Porsche taking victory and it looks to be quite a good result for the other Porsche as well. We'll confirm that in a moment. But running on the road in fifth position on this final tour, Frank Stippler, brilliant finish to his race and ably supported by Vincent Kolb doing his minimum time, well over five laps as it turned out, taking charge of the second of four stints, the 23-year-old 
Frankfurt-based driver, but Frank Stippler having to reel in Georg Weiss during the penultimate lap, overtake that car, and in the end comes home then in second position. The Audi R8 LMS flying the flag for the four rings, the only Audi in the top class, and car 31 now well off the track in an effort to pick up as much uh, much mar- as many marbles as possible on those very hot and sticky Dunlop tyres so as to make sure it passes the tests at the end of the slowing down lap things like ride height very very crucial to make sure that the scrutineer is happy post race Georg Weiss will be through in a moment or two has already come through indeed to confirm third position and the gap at the line 11 seconds between Stippler and Georg Weiss's number 22 Wockenspiegel team Monschau Ferrari fourth position going the way of the number three Alexandra Imperatori driven BMW M6 the Falcon Motorsports car and congratulations to Jens Klingman as well who will just miss out on a podium with the 30 car, the other Fricadelli Motorsport Porsche, home in fifth position. And a great result that uh, Alex Muller having done two stints, Klaus Abelin bringing the car over the line, but Sabina Schmitz absolutely delighted that uh, she was able to get her five laps in the world. She actually did six laps, as I remember, so uh, she did a full stint as far as the Fricadelli team was concerned and brought the car home, as Johnny was saying there, in fifth place and then in sixth place, uh, has now finished Jonathan Hershey then with the number 35 Vulcan Horse Motorsport BMW M6. Jordan Tresson and Hunter Abbott um, managing to uh, have the car up in the top three earlier on in the race, but uh, with problems striking that car, Jonathan Hershey having to uh, slow his laps, although towards the end he was going just as quickly, so. Uh, um Maybe it was a kind of intermittent problem you were suggesting on the BMW from the Valken Horse team, finishing in sixth place. And then in seventh place, the Giga Speed team get speed performance Porsche with uh, Marek Bockman uh, completing the work done by Steve Jans and Christoph Gerhardt in the earlier f- phase of the race to finish in seventh place overall. And eighth will be Patrick Assenheimer and uh, Kenneth Heyer driving the number 13 Mercedes from the Auto Arena Motorsport team. Uh, That car having been off the pace really ever since its very first pit stop and uh, that led to it having to do an extra pit stop over the course of the four hours and therefore eighth place really the best that they could have hoped for in the Mercedes. And everybody else now streaming across the line, or at least some of the initial cars. Of course, those that uh, were immediately in front of the race leader, number 31, an eventual race winner, will have to go around for a full further lap. And in SP10, presumably went the way of 828. Yes, it did. The BMW M4 GT4. So that BMW and the Aston Martin from Avia Racing were duelling throughout. Somewhere along the line, though, the Aston Martin picked up some damage on the front splitter, and that really did affect its uh, forward momentum. 188, finishing second in the SP2 rankings, ahead of the sister BMW M4 from Secure Sorgren Sport. So 180, finishing third, and therefore completing the SP10 podium.
as far as championship positions are concerned um, I know we've only had three rounds but um, it's still worth looking at um, the championship leaders coming into uh, this round from the BMW Cup 5 class uh, maintained their championship lead um, and that was the car of David Griesner and Yannick Fubrich um, who in the car 650, the Pixum Team Adrenaline Motorsport BMW M235i, uh, that car f- finishing first in its class and ahead of Michael Schrei, uh, that will extend its championship lead at the head of the table. Um, it already had very nearly half a point, which in um, VLN terms is quite a lot. Yeah, um, <laughs> I can so imagine. <laughs> it had very nearly half a point of an, adva- uh, of an advantage, but crucially, uh, Carsten Knetkes and Marcella Manhella, um, I don't think actually finished the race. They were reported on the screen as being stopped out on the circuit at one point, uh, and uh, Marcel Manhella and Carsten Knetkes were in one of the V4 class cars, as I remember. And uh, they yeah, were Carl in second. Yes, they Manhattan were in second place in the championship, but that's a nineteenth place finish in V4. I don't think they finished, did they? Right, um, possibly not. So they won't be getting any points at all in second place. So the uh, no, you're right because they, they completed two laps. In fact, it didn't get any further than that. Right, so the leaders of the championship will just extend their margin. Uh, however, you do have to drop two scores. So uh, despite the fact that Michael Schrei, um has had a non-finish and a low place, um, at least he's got points for second place in uh, the Cup 5 class. And so um, as the season wears on, we'll be uh, concentrating more and more on the championship. And no doubt, Johnny, uh, confusing ourselves because of dropped scores and um, the fact that the tape table is so complicated as to how many points you get for finishing in all the different places yes yes and it's uh, dependent on how many starters you have for every race not necessarily how many qualifiers and of course you may not get all cars across the line and that was the case sadly for the car I've just mentioned having just completed two laps number 492 the 178 SP10 BMW M4 didn't even complete a lap it had a drama at the end of the formation lap and that car got no further so penny for the thoughts of uh, Bauman, Tishner and Clean who must go away and uh, fix their BMW M4 after it qualified this morning in these very compact VLN days qualifying in the morning and then a four hour race that starts at midday local time through till four o'clock and we can all be home in time for tea is the theory uh, 31-5-22, your top three in the SP9 category. But remember, uh, there are different uh, versions of SP9 these days. Winning the premium class, then car 31. Winning pro, Frank Stippler and uh, Vincent Kolb in car number five. And the Masters uh, victory going the way of car 36, which was the other BMW from the Volkenhorst stable. So well done to Henry Volkenhorst, Andreas Ziegler, who we don't think drove the car, though. May just have been the uh, the driver Time identification, yes. because uh, that was a little bit iffy, because, uh, in fact, Sabina Schmitz didn't come up on the driver ID either, but we were told from your uh, Twitter feed that uh, she did. That's right. Uh, and Rudy Adams, then, the third of three drivers, we expected to have been at the wheel of the 36 car at one point or another. And... 
and at right, at right turn lover thanks again for all your help throughout the race together with that time certain clock but there was late drama for the 979 car stopped after Schwabenschwanz and the code 120 there on I mean not even the slowing down lap this is still a racing lap remember for everyone now coming back across the line and it looks like there's been a, a little bit of a, a, a delay there around the Kleiner carousel because of 979 which again was one of the front runners in its class fifth in class uh, except that it didn't finish uh, the race I think 979 led cup three though for a fair portion of the race and has tumbled down the order certainly there or thereabouts and in the end the victory then in cup three going the way of the 940 car remember 940 was battling with 960 for the first bit of well pretty much the first hour of this four-hour race and they were nose to tail with the 979 scampering well up the road well that's taken a very different complexion as cup three a victory for the max and jens driven cayman gt4 in cup three from the 960 car and the 960 machine being the Teichmann Racing entered Cayman of Daniel Boer, Fabian Grosser and Hendrik von Danwitz. not quite sure why the 960 dropped back because uh, it was still in the lead of the class with uh, half an hour of the race to go. Um, may well just have been a third driver not being quite as quick because it's so competitive in that Cup 3 but you're absolutely yep. right Johnny 960 only finishing second in the class but doing so uh, what 25 seconds ahead of the third place car in Cup 3 which was the 959 car so the 31 Frickadelli Racing Porsche wins the third race of the year in the VLN Championship by 34.5 seconds uh, from the Phoenix Racing Audi number 5, Frank Stippler and Vincent Kolb. Then the 22 Ferrari that started on the front row, remember, with the sister car, 45 seconds adrift of the race winner. BMW just missing out on the podium, the Falcon Motorsports two-tone blue BMW of Jens Klingman. And he was joined, Jens Klingman, by Alex Imperatore, who did the latter stint. Uh, fifth position, the way of... The other Frickadelli Motorsport Porsche from the number two Porsche from Gigaspeed, Get Speed. Eighth place, the number 13 Auto Arena Mercedes. Ninth position for the 36 BMW from Vulcan Horse, Rudy Adams uh, et al. And then in 10th position, the 70 car, which was the SP7 winner. Uh, the 70 machine, the H&R backed car in that uh, sort of two-tone grey livery, but looks very smart. Outside of the top 10, the 123 car wins Cup 2. From the second-placed SP7 machine, number 57, 101 was second in Cup 2. From the 930 KTM, which wins Cup X, and completing the top 15, the SP8 winner, the 139 Ferrari 488 of Kolhas, Kohler and Jaeger. Flashing now through on the live stream. Positions 31 down to 40. 31st position was the third-placed TCR car, uh, winning TCR, by the way, the 806 Cupra of Gulden and Ostreich. It was uh, pretty tight, actually, for TCR. Just 40 seconds in it at the flag. Uh, the Cupra separated by 40 seconds from the Audi RS3, car number 801. And as I say, completing the podium in TCR, a third different manufacturer, the Honda Civic Type R of Schmidt, Vogeli and Hierli. Other classes we haven't mentioned, which we really should. 
Cup 2 I've covered, although second in that division, the 101 Porsche, and third, the 103 GT3 Cup car. Uh, Cup 3 we've talked about too. SP10 has been dealt with. SP6 was won by the 202 Porsche, and it was uh, SP6 won by minutes. Uh, three of them, I make it. 203 was second in SP6 from the 212 machine finished by uh, the 212 was finished by Valva that's another Porsche Cayman GT4 yeah, 202 uh, the class winner having been the rent to drive familiar racing uh, Porsche 911 GT3 Cup car shared by Dirk Floigels and Jörg Wieskirchen Cup 5 entertaining throughout as we said it would be and the 650 car making an uncharacteristic break really for the lead but uh, spent much of the first two-thirds of that race trying to wriggle free and that 650 car prepared by uh, find the right page Pixum Team Adrenaline Motorsport and David Griesner and Yannick Fubrich are the drivers in that car but it was good points nevertheless extending their championship lead uh, okay for 650 and good points for Mikael Schrei in the number one car finishing second and Tristan Vidas in the 694 car, finishing in third position. That's the uh, best result of the season so far for Mikhail Schrei with the uh, number one car, the championship winner from last year. Tristan Vidas in third, sharing his drive with Norwegian Inga Hansasatra. So Norwich, Norway and Estonia combining in that multicoloured, uh, principally sort of orangey-brown uh, BMW that was well in the hunt with Mikael Schrei in the early stages but dropped back to be about three minutes again off Schrei's pace in the end uh, further down as far as the classes are concerned SP3T was won by the Seat Cup Racer number 311 which is the fan club Matol Racing EV machine from Team Matol Jörg Kettleman and Thomas Heinrich. Other class winners. SP8T. Now, the, the, the turbocharged SP8 cars were quite a way up the order, but uh, one the, the, the best-placed one has just about hung on to the top 50 places there. 49th spot for the 160 BMW M4, but they were flirting with the SP8 for much of that race, so that's... Smacks as a, as a bit of a problem, maybe, for the 160 car. They got it to the finish, though. A class of attrition, I fear, that one. Well, yeah. Three cars started, all BMWs, but of different shapes and sizes. And Uwe Eberts, Manuel Amweg, and Benjamin Mazatis come home as victors in the uh, SP8T class. V5, 51st overall, was won by... The 444 car, which is a Pixum team, Adrenaline Motorsport, uh, Cayman again, Norbert Fisher, Christian Connerth and Daniel Ziels winning the V6 division. Next car on the road, in fact, and only separated by 20 seconds at the flag, but although finished in, in the, the pit. Yes. Yeah, that's a, a strange one, but at least you still do receive the chequered flag, and that was car 400 which is uh, another Pixum Team Adrenaline car. Porsche Cayman S, Christian Bullesbach, Andreas Schletter, Carsten Paluth and 
Ionis uh, Smealis. So a four-driver combination in car 400. Who have we got next, Paul? SP4T uh, is the next class up. And uh, <coughs> that was won by the 266 Porsche Cayman S, uh, Porsche 718 um, of number 266, driven by Von uh, Bonk and Von Ramshorst. Uh, that the SP4T class is one of the uh, less well-populated classes. I'm it is just those guys, isn't it? It's just actually. that one class. So it's a class of one Indeed. for Peter Bonk and Marco Van Romhorst. And SP3 is the next in the order, 64th overall for car 290, which is the Matthias Schlappi and Holger Gurdika Renault Clio SRT. That car carries uh, is very uh, fairly potent. I mean, it's in the class with the Subaru BRZ and a number of Toyota GT86s as well. And it has managed to beat them all home in a six-car entry in SP SP3. And another Renault Clio winning the H2 class, Johnny, the 614 car for Tobias and Daniel Overbeck um, coming home in their uh, Renault Clio ahead of uh, everybody else in the up to two litre H2 class. And that was a well-populated uh, class, 12 starters in H2. 67th place overall for the the Van Overbecks, Tobias and Daniel. 71st overall is where we find the VT2 winner. And that again was, well, no, seven cars in it. And that was where we saw one of the cars, unfortunately, catch fire, one of the Renault Megans. But it was a Renault Megan RS that took victory, car 507, the machine of Yanis Valdav and Finn Unterroberdorster. So they made it to the finish and will get a trophy as a result in VT2. In V4, it was a BMW that uh, won the car number 490, the another Pixum Team Adrenaline Motorsport car for Christopher Rink, Danny Brink and Philip Lysen. Uh, say it's a BMW 325i in the two to two and a half litre production cars. That's the V4 class, which... Uh, Say the winner there, the 490 car finishing 74th overall. 384, a Renault Clio Mark IV took victory in SP2T. The drivers Peter and Mike Uch, and they have managed to finish ahead of four other cars in that class. So that's V. Uh, sorry, that's SP2T. So specials turbocharged between 1350cc and 1750cc. And a little further down the order, V3, I reckon, is next. Yes, car number 524 winning in that class. And 524, again, it was only a class of two. A Toyota GT86 winning the production cars between 1800 and 2 litres, being the fan club Matol racing car for Alex Fielenbach, Roberto Falcon and Philip S. Ellis, who uh, we've seen doing well in uh, the Nürburgring 24 in the past. That was 88th overall, car number 524, the Toyota GT86 winning V3. 100th place overall, the winner of VT3. Only one car in this class as well, so no prizes for guessing that it was the 473 car that got to the finish. And 
just checking now that that was the case. How many laps in the book for 473? 23 laps sounds about right for a VT3 machine. And therefore, well done to Ralph Sensen, Fabian Pietzmeier and Michael Kuka. In theory, uh, the number 600, the Kramer Racing Porsche 911K3 for Wolfgang Kaufmann and Eberhard Baunach would have finished... Uh, would have won the H4 class, but I'm not entirely sure that he did. That car uh, finishing the race in the pits and uh, in 119th place overall, 18 laps completed, and I think he should have completed more laps than that um, had the uh, car have been running smoothly. And now we might be into the realms of cars that sadly didn't quite make the finish, but... Uh, yes, sure sorry, yeah, go on. Well, SP5, have I missed one out there by getting... No, no, uh, that's, that is the next class winner, um, but, but he, zero didn't, laps. he didn't start... Well, he didn't start the race, uh, I don't think. So uh, I think that's probably it, as uh, far as class leaders are concerned. And we've timed this pretty well. Because Perfect timing, Johnny, because <laughs> the podium is now ready as well. As indicated by the cheers in the background, uh, cars... Some of them having to be wheeled into position down the pit lane by mechanics and engineers. So there might have been some dramas on that final lap as well with cars maybe running out of fuel. Let's hope it was down. It was on a slowing down lap rather than a racing lap because we all know what happened to Mikhail Shry in VLN1 having to push his car over the line, trying to get points. And in the end, that was deemed outside of the regulations. So first of all, to the top step of the podium... That's David Arnold and Felipe Fernandez Laza taking victory for Fricadelli Racing in the number 31 Porsche. To the second step of the podium, uh, it is Vincent Kolb and Frank Stippler. Congratulations to the Phoenix Racing drivers. And Frank Stippler showing his experience not only out on track, but also when it comes to unleashing the corks out of the champagne bottle already. Just starting to loosen the cork to get the, uh, to get the podium celebrations underway. There'll be a national anthem first, but Frank Stippler's priority is getting down on his knees to make sure that cork's going to come out very quickly indeed. I wonder where that's going to be targeted. And three drivers to the third step of the podium being the uh, drivers of the 22 Ferrari. So congratulations to Georg Weiss, Oliver Kainz and Jochen Krumbach. And the traditional Nürburgring garlands taken down to the floor. So we hear the national anthem of the winning team. German National Anthem for Fricadelli Racing and congratulations to the two drivers who get their Porsche to the top step of the podium. Lance David Arnold with all his experience in Mercedes SLS and AMGs in the past as Paul mentioned during commentary but now getting uh, more and more used to the rear engine Porsche and the traditional uh, layout, engine layout in a GT3 of course unlike the GTE car 
of the modern day. Felipe Fernandez Laza, also very experienced too, having raced with Tram Motorsport in the past in their Glickenhaus machine. Not many Audis in the entry in the top class in SP9, but uh, pro victory going the way of the number five Phoenix Racing Audi. So this is the overall podium, and then there may well be separate presentations for the pro, the premium, and the master's arms of SP9. We're certainly going to get winners from other classes up as well, including one of the squads from Pixum Team Adrenaline. Guessing that's the uh, 650 team Cup 3 class winners and championship leaders. That would certainly fit. And they are asked to go and stand at the far end of the podium. These presentations for the VLN races, it gets very compact indeed and very congested on the podium. With as many different class winners as they can get on the this little display area there's a big crowd assembled down below as well to welcome said drivers to the podium with the traditional gold ring Nürburgring garlands that were originally around the Frickadelli Racing drivers necks and then they as I say were dropped to the ground for the uh, national anthem I think they're going to be officially presented in a moment or two still the priority from the Phoenix Racing drivers perspective is getting those champagne bottles prepared <laughs> Also got other class winners represented. I'm sure the drivers of the Cup X KTM uh, crossbow division will be welcome to the podium, and the Ferrari drivers too. The Ferrari 458, that is, that took victory in the SP8 division. Great still to have a screaming, high-pitched Ferrari 458, naturally aspirated machine, uh, whipping round the Nurburgring. Obviously, the 488 is the weapon of choice in the GT3s, but uh, in the lower classes, uh, you still do get the odd, uh, slightly older car. SP7 will be represented by the 70 crew. And a good victory for the H&R Special Federnity Eva Altson Automotive crew of Philip Amprecht and Mike Sturzberg. And Vulcan Horse Motorsport as well. Uh, are asked to join the podium because they took victory in the SP9 Masters class. So car 36, victorious in that division. Still, the podium continues to get busier and busier. Yes, notice how they're loading them up on the uh, left-hand side of the podium and leaving the right-hand side free as uh, they look at it, uh, left-hand side as we look at it. But uh, you do suspect that there's going to be more... Um, presentation still to be done and uh, quite uh, how the champagne shower then uh, works out I don't know but, ah. um, so somebody's, uh, somebody's let the champagne go already and uh, the joy of victory and a hard afternoon's work well and truly being uh, enjoyed by everybody out there on the podium with uh, the cars down beneath being sprayed as well with the uh, remnants of the champagne so that was VLN3 here on RS3, part of the radio show, limited network of channels. Thank you for joining Paul Truswell and myself, Johnny Palmer, for the latest edition of these uh, four-hour races around the Nürburgring Nordschleife. The next event is on the 7th of July. That's Saturday, the 7th of July. It's a busy weekend for us because we've got 
uh, racing in the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship that weekend and the next round of the 24H series in the south of Portugal too. But we will squeeze in full coverage of VLN on RS1 on Saturday the 7th of July. Again, it'll be a 10.15am start in the UK, 11.15am start in Central Europe through till just after the finish at 4pm German time. But plenty to look forward to between now and then. Notably, Midweek Motorsport on RS1, 8 o'clock on Wednesday the 27th of June, uh, through till 10, of course. And then that marks the start of a big weekend next weekend on RS2, IMSA Radio, bringing you all the coverage of the Salem's Six Hours of the Glen. Watkins Glen, the next endurance race of the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. But it's not just the WSC that we will be featuring, also the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge uh, with the practice sessions, the qualifying and the races all being covered together with support races from the Super Trofeo Lamborghinis and the Porsche GT3s as well. The best place to go is RadioLamont.com. All the schedules are there at the bottom of the page and they adjust according to your time zone as well. But uh, a big weekend next weekend to look forward to live from the Glen. We hope you've enjoyed our coverage, though, of VLN3 and be sure to join us soon on the RSL uh, limited network of channels. From Paul Trusswell and myself, Johnny Palmer, bye for now. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.